uh, something that happens only once in a career, really, Dave. He's, he's got that in his locker, George. He, he's technically an, an excellent young player. Each game now, they're all contributing or scoring or um, making real impacts on the game. Never ever got to this round, you'd always find yourself up against a really good side. It's Friday the 18th of December and welcome to another Rapper and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Let's bring in my co-host, Are You There Yet, Rappo? Merry Christmas, Deeks. We've got another episode before Christmas. What are you getting all excited about? Oh, Oh, yeah, of course we have, yeah. All right, mate, I'll save that for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot that, mate. I think it's because I've finished work, I'm in holiday mode now, mate. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, don't have to go back now until after Christmas on. Yeah, I'm in holiday mode, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm I'm too happy. Too happy, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the festive mood, mate. I think that's what I was going to say. You've got a Christmas hat on or anything like that? Not at the minute, mate, no. <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll have one for Christmas, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, what about a Christmas, a Father Christmas jumper or anything like that? Have you got one of those? Yeah, ones? I have actually got a few of them, mate, yeah. I've got a snowman, mate, with a with a big carrot, uh, you know, where it shouldn't be. <laughs> one of them, mate, sticking out of my jumper. Um yeah, what's the other one, mate? Get stuffed, I think the other oh, one, Dick. That's it. Yeah, big turkey, mate, on the front with, uh, you know, Christmas things, mate. And uh, the smell of one, mate. The smell of it. I think the other one's a bit more conservative, mate. It's just like, uh, yeah, just like a big fall of Christmas. And I think we, we we used to make a thing of it, mate, you know, at the hospital. But yeah. after after this year, Dick, I think the old uh, spirit's gone and gone a bit mate really after yeah. after the year we've had mate you know so yeah but um yeah never mind mate all right well let's let's yeah. give everyone two hours of uh jovial enjoyment exactly and, uh, yeah and just for something a bit different we'll start off with your tidbits rapper <laughs> oh, i think so <laughs> it, it was uh, i got i got a bit here mate um stop me if i'm boring you mate but um yeah, I just I just started writing this week, mate, and it flowed. You know, like a oh, like good. an artist it was, mate, painting a. <laughs> I don't think it'll get in the Tate Gallery though, mate. But uh, but um, no, it's a good day, Deeks, for two out of three of our uh, sides, mate, wasn't it? Last in last week's FA Vaz. Mm-hmm. Um, congrats to Farmouth Town and Millbrook for their two-one and two-nil victories, respectively, mate, and and commiserations to Elston on their uh, two-nil defeat. Uh, you know, game you you commented on, mate. Um, you was commentating on, and how big was that deflection on the first goal? By the way, Deeks. 
unlucky, wasn't it? At the time, I didn't actually realise it was deflected, but um, looking back, yeah. you know, when yeah. the footage came out, yeah, there was a deflection. I think, I don't think it would have gone in, would it, if, if it had nah, been deflected? No, nah. so, uh, nah, I think Sam had it well covered, mate, didn't he? And it just took a, one of those, mate, wasn't it? And, you know, I watched the Bodmin game, mate, and, um, you know, there was a goal like that in that game, mate. I think Stu Boker's goal, mate, second goal, you know, took a, you know, it's a decent shot from Stu, but it took a massive deflection, mate, and went about an inch inside the post. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt sorry for the keeper, like, you know, just made a couple of good saves. He fumbled the first one in and made a couple of good saves and, and like, and then had that, like, you know, which killed the game off, really. So, yeah, felt, yeah, unlucky Elston there, mate, I thought, but, but so, not, not a bad. Sorry, sorry, Before Dick, you so. move on there, I'm just curious, yeah. you as a striker, yeah. that goal that Ferrum scored then, would you give it to the guy who made the shot or an own goal? Because no, you're saying the goal he had it covered. Yeah, no, nah, that's. I, I think if you have a shot and it's on target, Dicks, it's, it's your goal, isn't it? You, you've got you'd be a bit harsh. To, I know it's a massive deflection and that, and you know, same with Stu's for Bodmin, mate. You know, it's, it's a good strike, mate. It's on target. I'm not sure it would have gone in, you know, without the deflection. Same as Alston's, exactly same as Alston's goal, really, Dicks. But, mm. but um. You know, as a striker, mate, you, I don't think you can take that away from the striker, mate. Yeah, I, th- I think it's only one of them if they sort of drag one across goal digs, you know, and it's going out to the corner flag and it goes in off a defender's knee and diverts into, you know, that's, that's an own goal, isn't it, mate? You know, but mm. but I think anything on target digs is, is the striker's goal, isn't it, mate? Do you agree, mate? Yeah, yeah I guess so. It's just, uh, it, it's a, well, <coughs> a funny old, you know, situation, yeah. really, isn't it? In the sense that I had a, you know, I obviously I, you know, get the results in for the South West Peninsula League and send them out to yeah. the media, etc. And, and uh, Andy Avery at Sticker uh, a couple of weeks ago, they they lost one nil to Port Eleven. That's right. And um, yeah. Andy texted me the result and actually said uh, the goal that Port Eleven got was an own goal by Avery. Uh, so yeah. he put it in himself. <laughs> but then I noticed a couple of days later that Ross Duncan got the credit. For, oh yeah, saw know, that. Obviously for Port Eleven. So. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's difficult to know when an own goal isn't an own goal. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, you, you do, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, mate. But I suppose being in the strikers' union, Deeks, I'm more inclined, mate, to give it as that. You know, who wants to have own goal anyway? To be fair, mate. Yeah. You know, no, no defender wants an own goal, do they? No, not. But, really. I scored two in one game. Mate. I was gonna, just going to say that, mate. You, you scored many, mate. Well, I can remember actually scoring two in a game. Um, oh, one game. Two yeah, in one yeah, game, mate. That's right. Oh, they, oh no! I didn't get me hat trick, thankfully. But um, <laughs> I'd seen recall they were almost. I think they might have been all but identical in the sense that you know I was. We were defending a corner. I was standing yeah. on the goal line. You know, in those days, you had a player yeah. on each post, didn't you? Um, yes. Yeah, still should. I, I think. I mate. think you know one might have just hit me, and the other wasn't that yeah. much better. So it's not as if I smashed it in from sort of two yards or. Anything. Nah. So, but in yeah. those days, it was an own goal. Yeah, that's, changed, that's a shame. Now that that would have probably been a striker's goal, you know. Yeah, definitely. Nowadays. You know, you, yeah, you're trying hard to get it off the line, mate. Isn't you? you know, you, yeah. yeah, you know, so, yeah. I never went back that far, mate. So <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, mate. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm lucky that me, but. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a bad 119, mate, at Callaway Park. And there was a 107, uh, lucky enough, mate, to be at Jenkins Park to see Millbrook knock Bashley out, mate. 
But um, but the point is, mate, is a, is a bit of a double congrats, mate, to Bournemouth League. So they're equaled the biggest Spurs crowd of the round uh, with Lansing, mate, um, of Sussex, with the, with the full capacity allowed, mate, of 300. Yeah, right. um, yeah the F-Trick were there in all their colours and numbers, mate. So, such a great sight to see these days at Bickman Port Dixon and... You know, actually, Dick, so I, I'm talking to Lansing, mate. I had my full Cornwall debut at Lansing, actually, mate. And there's a, there's a nice ground, mate. One big, massive old stand on one side. And I, I remember, mate, getting me um, County FA call-up letter in the post like you did in those days, Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a bit but no, mate. But I was about 19 or 20, I think. I, well, I finished County Youth, mate. I was too old for the following season. And then I got called up for the full County squad, mate. So season after so I suppose I'd be 20 dicks but mm. but I was going to say mate any guesses on the other three experienced strikers named in in that squad dicks in my first squad all in their early 30s at the time mate I, I was at the other end of the scale mate just starting out uh, early 30s blimey yes mate yeah so... I was a wet wet behind the ears youngster mate and I had three Wow, three fantastic strikers, Diggs, all in their early 30s, full so of experience. What, what year, what season would be? Oh, 20, I think it's probably, eight, probably 88, Diggs, I would have said. 88? Yeah, if I was 20. Uh, 88, yeah. Steve Massey? Yes, mate, Steve Massey at Troy City. Well done, mate. All right. Um, now I'm stuck. Um, get, what club was he playing for? Were they playing Newquay. Newquay, mate, was oh, the other Graham one. Oh, Graham Nichols. Yeah, yeah, spot on Deeks. And the other one was Liscord, mate, when they were top of the Western oh, League. Liscord. Yeah, God, your, uh, your own team. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm stuck on that one. Swigsy, mate. Oh, Bradley Swigs. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Graham Nichols, mate. Graham Nichols, Steve Massey and Bradley Swigs, mate, were the... Yeah. I remember, actually, takes me mum reading the letter, you know, you know, she was nearly crying, like, you know, at the table, <laughs> at the table. And, and my dad looked up, mate, and, and, and said, I think you're fourth choice, therefore, you, you better take a warm track too. <laughs> nice of the old man, mate, to bring me back that's down to her. Thing, yeah, it? yeah, but uh, bless him, mate. But, but yeah, he was right, though, mate. But, um, but yeah, managed 20 minutes, mate. But we actually lost 2-0, mate. Um, a really strong Sussex team that day, Dick. So, you know, stopped all those... You know, I think it was a front three as well, because I think uh, Graham Roach played all three Blimey. up front, mate. Yeah, so, but, uh, you know, obviously a good Sussex side to stop those three goals from scoring, mate, wasn't it? But, uh, and I, I can't remember doing anything myself when I come on, mate. So. <laughs> Your Cornish Podcast. <laughs> I thought, Dicks, uh, on a sadder note, right, uh, really, um, I, I don't know, you, you're probably like me, mate. I'll, do, do you enjoy the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, mate? Watch that one. I mean, I've watched every one since I was about six. I think it's um... yeah. I watch it, but I must admit, I'm not quite so glued to it now as I used to be. Um, no, I agree with that. Yeah, whether it's yeah. a bit too, you know, yeah, flashy or not, I don't know. But be interesting actually <clears throat> no. this year to see. Obviously, no, presumably no, um, no uh, audience. Oh, of course, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose it would be a virtual. Oh, audience, know. mate, wasn't it? Like they've been doing in a few things, like and they load of people in screens, mate, isn't it? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, mate. Actually, yeah, that would take a little bit away from it, mate, wouldn't it? That's right. I didn't think of that, actually, mate. But but yeah, but I thought I'd take a leaf out of their book, things and, and just run through, 
you know, I like their montage, mate, of all the people we've lost over the year, mate, you know, when they run down through and, uh, you know, all those special people that have passed, you know, and I thought I'd do a Cornish football one, mate, you know, all those, all those gents and, you know, that have passed away from the Cornish football family over the last 12 months, mate, that I'm, I'm sure none of us will, will ever forget, mate. And, um, I mean, the end of last year, mate, saw, well, the end of December, mate, saw Gerald Kempthorne, mate, former chairman of Chasewater, pass away, mate. Um, and the team also went back to Gerald's pub, the Britain in the village after games. And I think you knew Gerald quite well, didn't you, from his Luggan days? Yeah, mate? did yeah. have actually a couple of games playing with him for Luggan Reserve. Oh, did you? So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you knew, mate. And and a sore one for me around the same time, Dix, right at the end of last year, was uh, Roger Fanner, mate, who did every job at Falmouth Town in his outstanding contribution, mate, to the to the club, mate, in, in his time there. I mean, I think it was in, in chair, you know, including chairman and groundsman. I think Roger, mate, and and I've had many a coach trip with with him, mate, on a FA Cup and vast travels, mate, and. You know, great bloke, mate. Had some good times with him. And he'd he tell you, mate, straight, you know, how well you played or not played, mate. You know, Rod. So, but uh, but January saw a sad passing of Troy City stalwart Ray Jennings, mate. You know, Ray put hundreds of his own hours into City at Triu Road, mate, didn't he? And, and he always gave me plenty of stick, mate, about a Troy boy defecting to Falmouth, mate. You know, I always had that one in my ear. But, but uh, you know, I think Ray's pretty well missed, mate, behind the clubhouse goal at Troy, mate, and he's uh, done a lot. He used to do the discos over there, Deeks, as well, for our Doctors Porters games, mate. Do you remember them, Deeks? Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we raised thousands for charity over the years, like, and, and you know, Ray never asked for a penny, mate, just a couple of points, and first crack at the buffet, mate, you know, and he'd be there for three or four hours doing a disco, so, yeah, good old Ray, mate, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so, um, and, and, and the next sad news in January was, uh, Ken Adkins thinks, you know, he's Cornwall Premier League secretary passing away. I mean, Ken was obviously a referee, then an assessor for many years and watched son Mark become a top-class referee. Um, and then followed grandson Joe in the county youth team that reached the national final digs, wasn't it, that we all followed four years ago. So, yeah, you know, sad passing Ken, mate. And, you know, January continued to be a bad month with, uh, Harry Knowles um, also leaving us, mate. Harry started off at St. Just, I think, this before going on to be Worcester City's star player. And, and he was in the team that beat Liverpool in their 1959 FA Cup run, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, March saw St. Day legend Dave Searle depart us, mate. I mean, he was a player, secretary, groundsman and chairman at the Vogue in his many years of service to the club and, and was recognised with an award by the FA for 50 years service, mate, in 2014. And, as and you know, as his good friend and colleague, Mark Lear, said, mate, you know, once a saint, oh, he's a saint, mate, you know, Dave, mate, what a, he was proud to be a saint, I think, mate. And, and April saw former referee and referee appoint, appointment officer, Alan Wallace, mate, sadly leave us. I mean, Alan put many years of service to the Cornwall Combination League and to refereeing in the county as well as many other volunteering sort of jobs at clubs such as Ale and that Dicks. But uh, outspoken at times, Alan, mate, wasn't he? But, mm. uh, but, you know, rarely wrong. You know, proper old school guy, mate, wasn't he? So, uh, yeah. But, um, and we, well, fortunately, mate, we had a few months respite before 
before August when popular list scored clubman mate Dave Rawlings uh, had to say goodbye, mate. Uh, and I know that's a man you, you know well, being a list scored boy, Dix, isn't it? I think he'd done virtually every job at, at list scored, didn't he, Dix? Yeah, him, and he followed in his dad's footsteps as well. His dad was connected to the club and Dave uh, got involved. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, very, ah. very much Liscord AFC man. Yeah, brilliant. A great service, mate. Um, yeah, and then two months later in October, uh, Brian Conyon, mate, MBE, no less, Dix, uh, passed away at the age of 83. I mean, Brian gave a lifetime service to football as a referee, mate, FA Council President and, and many other tasks, mate. You know, remember him well from my days playing for Cornwall, mate, and no one on the coach was prouder to wear his county blazer and tie, I don't think, mate. Um, you know, great uh, service to Cornish football, Brian, mate. And the following month in November saw Dudley Werry, uh, well, he passed, mate, a player in the great St. Austell teams of the 50s and 60s, uh, a legend for the Saints, for the Saints, mate. And, and that was sadly followed by tour point player and manager, well, and player manager, I think, mate, Mike Waterfield. Um, November also gave us the sad news of former Hale chairman Sean Barber passing um, as Hale groundsman and and club stalwart, mate, you know, Ian Gregory said, you, sh- you know, Sean was a big part and instrumental in the facilities you see at Travassic Park today, Dixon. And to complete a sad year, mate, you know, two Penzance clubmen left us in December, former keeper Dave Barnett, who, who played for Spurs, mate, your club, mate, before uh, before moving to Penzance in the 70s and, and signing for the Magpies, mate. And last but not least, Johnny Williams, mate, who lost his brave fight with cancer, you know, just this month, mate, a month ago. I mean, you know, Johnny, you know, Johnny was a, well, he, I think he was a former, did he play for Penzance? I'm not sure, but I know he was a former manager at the club, uh, both teams, I think, mate, and, and could be seen quite regularly, mate, supporting his old club at, at Penley Park, mate, so... So I'd just like to say, mate, to all those Cornish football legends and gentlemen, mate, you know, rest in peace, Deeks, and, you know, we'll uh, we'll miss them all, I'm sure, mate. We'll always be in their thoughts, mate. Just finally, Deeks, uh, they say Christmas is a time for family, mate, didn't they? And I, and I noticed plenty of brotherly father and son and cousin love around their Cornish league last weekend, Deeks, um, in the St. Perrin League East. Uh, there was three boardmans, mate, Harry, Jack and Thomas, in the sticker team that lost 5-1 at league leaders' views, who scored four of their goals from Hopcrofts. Uh, <laughs> Harry, three, and Billy, one, mate. Uh, well, Billy was outscored by his brother Harry for one sticks. <clears throat> but, uh, and even Butte's five substicks included Ben and Luke Potter as well. So it was a really family occasion. I think Harry was busy. I think, mate, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, mate, sorry. I always got a throw of rubbish, though. It wouldn't be the same, mate. But, um, so, Ash United, mate, had a right pair of diamonds, mate. They did, Cameron and Elliot. Uh, but they didn't shine, mate, as they lost 2-0. <laughs> they lost 2-0 at St Morgan, who included Ash and Alex Bicknell in their lineup, mate. Reese and Callum Brown featured for Callington. In their 4 0 defeat at Tour Point. In the West Division, mate, Elliot and Toby Webb were both on the bench in Wendron's 2 1 own defeat to a Luggan, who had Archie and Robert Condy playing 
in their side, mate. Rob and Alex Carey, sons of Alan, mate, featured in Mullion's 3-1 win over Corfe Levin. And at Hale, Kane Williams scored a hat-trick playing alongside brother Zach in their 7-1 win over Perrinwell, who had cousins Tom and Sam Fisher in their lineup, mate. Uh, in the combination league, mate, Rue and Minor beat Ullman's 4-3. With Dan Greek. <laughs> yeah, sorry, make me tea. Me false tea. Yeah. <laughs> Suffering. <laughs> Suffering. Suffering. <laughs> I don't know about that now. I think I need a drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on a bit here, mate. I think I need a drink. But, <clears throat> but um, yeah, Ruin Mine would be Owens 4 3 <laughs> with uh, Dan Greek 2 and James Greek 1 among the winning goals. Jordan and Jamie Burr, mate, father and son, I believe. Remember their. Uh, Jamie Burrowmate, don't mm-hmm. you think? Jamie, yeah, I mean, I think Jordan's Jamie's son. And, and Jack and Alex Ralph, mate, both featured in Resurgence's 3 3 draw with Penn Rin, who had Liam and Glenn Patterson in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, brothers, mate. Craig and Mark Pollard were in the Lizard team that beat Houston Thirds 2 1, who had the experienced Matt and Jamie Thurkle on the bench. Uh, Matt and Adam Calloway played in. A Luggins side that drew 3-3 with Hale at Oxland Park. And in the East Cornwall Premier League, Dan and Harry Vincent both played for Varian with Dan scoring in the 4-2 win over Foxholz, who had Sam and Jacob Mitchell on the bench. Owen and Ross London both came off the bench for Newland East but couldn't stop them from losing 3-2 to St Stephen. St Minver beat Roach 4-1 with Ed and Robert Green both scoring, and Mike Green on as a sub and, and Roach, mate, had Neil, Paul and Sean Osborne all in the losing lineup. I'm nearly there, mate. <laughs> Charlie, and, Charlie and James Prynne played for St. Blasey in their 1-0 win over our very own JC, mate, at St. Clair, over his teammate. Chris and Matt Westall played in tour points, 3-0 win at Padstow, and that's just Brotherly, cousin, and father and son love in Cornish football team. There's loads more. There's loads more things in the in the Trelawney and Dutch League, mate. But I'd be here another fifteen minutes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother, mate. I just kept it to senior football. But but good to see, mate. Good to see some family affairs, mate. And I, I, there is one thing I did notice, though, Deeks, in Trelawney League Division Two last week was um, my old team, St. Erm, mate. Well, my last ever Saturday team actually beat St. Erm. Um, they beat Resurgent 10 0 at Castlefield. I've had some good days out there, mate. But uh, with Andrew and David Mitchell in the starting lineup for the Saints, mate, uh, my old mate, Elliot Jolly, still scoring at tricks, I see, mate. Still uh, natural goal scorer, Owls, mate. But after scoring his third, mate, he's a gentleman as well, mate, Owls, mate. He's an Arsenal fan, Deke, so. <clears throat> but. Um, yeah. But after after scoring his third goal, mate, he came off to give 60-year-old substitute, mate, Nigel Wright, the last 10 minutes. I mean, we was talking about old players, weren't we, Dave, the other day, you know, the oldest players. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, Al's graciously, after completing his hat-trick, mate, he come off to give 60-year-old substitute Nigel Wright the last 10 minutes. And guess what, Dave? Oh, he didn't score, did he? He, he did, mate. Oh, Nigel no. scored, scored with his first touch, mate. Oh, 60 no. years old. 60-year-old, yeah. So I just want to say, mate, well done to 60-year-old Nigel Wright, mate, who uh, 
yeah, who scored last weekend, mate, in the Trelawney League. I mean, brilliant to still be playing, let alone scoring, mate. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, nice little early early Christmas present for for Nige. And well done to Owls, mate, gentlemen, for uh, letting Nige come on for 10 minutes. It was worth it, mate, wasn't it? It was worth it. <laughs> but, uh, and that's it for this week, Beaks, I think, mate. I'll, I'll take a sip of drink. Your Cornish Soccer <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, rapper. You've uh, be, you've uh, Cheers, been digging out some stuff this week, haven't you? I have, mate. Yeah, I did have a little study this week, mate. Yeah, I thought it was the last show of the year tonight, oh. so so I made another mistake, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do me sums, I think. Do you not Do want to be sums. in next week? So what then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, live from Scotland next week, mate. <laughs> live from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for that. That's, Thanks, mate. Um, rapper's tidbits for the week. Uh, what are we going to have next week? He's off all week. He's got yeah, he's more know. time on his hands. I have. Yeah. yeah, I have. Hopefully, come up with something decent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start going around the county, and uh, as usual, it's true. City man Cam Weldon, and first question has to be: What's happening to getting back to playing in the Southern League? Uh, well, to be honest, Dave, I think we're in the same predicament as last week, where none of us really know uh, what's happening, <laughs> which is no. I'm sure it comes as no great surprise to any of us. But yeah, it's um, it's a situation where the decision they're waiting now until the government's tier systems, which is due to be announced today, which is obviously the Wednesday. But I've just read in the news that they're discussing it today and they're going to announce it tomorrow on the Thursday. So, again, it's another day to wait now. So I'm guessing that means there will be definitely for sure no fixtures on the 19th because I'm surely they can't just spring on clubs and say you can play on the 19th two days before. I can't see that happening. Um, interestingly enough, they're, despite they what they say they want to do it as a group of three, then with the Isthmian League and the Northern League, the Northern League almost went off their own yesterday and came out with a very bizarre statement saying that um, clubs can basically kick off from Saturday uh, in agreement if they want to. So any clubs, if both clubs want to play, they can play each other. And then they're looking to start their full schedule on Boxing Day, which I think comes as a great surprise to a lot of people. And it's good to see. But on the other hand, part of you thinking, is it really fair on the players and stuff going into Christmas, literally starting off a week before Christmas? I don't know, but um, I think they're just trying to get games in. But it's been very, very interesting to see what the uh, Isthmian League and the Southern League decide to do. Personally, I think they'll probably follow that route, but um, it all depends what the clubs want to do, really. And I know a few clubs in our league basically don't want it started at all and probably happy if it got null and voided. But while clubs like Truro, for example, are Desperate, desperately desperate to get back, um, get back playing again. So hopefully, uh, it gets resolved sooner rather than later. Personally, Dave, I'll be honest. I think what will happen is the Southern League will start on early January, and um, it'll go on until they'll increase the season to June. But that's just my personal observation. I don't really know. I've, I've been proven wrong too many times by the Southern League, Dave. So I don't really know. <laughs> Right. Well, what we do know, though, is the, the well, the good news is that Truro have hopefully got a game on Saturday, haven't they? Yeah, they do, which is fantastic to see. Um, unfortunately, it's away at Concord, so a hell of a long journey for the boys up to Essex. But um, it was originally going to be played on the Tuesday night, as we all know. But um, that game was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Hardly surprising, considering the amount of rain and 
um, bad weather I've heard that they've had up at Canby, um, which is it's a shame, but obviously it saves us a journey on a Tuesday, which is, I'm sure, um, a lot better for the players and stuff, not having to take a couple of days off work, for example. So that's... Um, Shoots us. Disappointed for Concord as such because obviously they're they've gone into tier three now, so they can't actually have any fans. Um, is what they've released a statement this morning saying that it's uh, behind closed doors on Saturday, which is a shame um, for them. Obviously, they're not going to get any money in from home supporters, but uh, for us, it's just there's going to be a stream for the fans and everything. So basically, it's just one that you can watch from home and support the boys from home, really. So. Um, and for the lads, I think for Paul and everyone, it's just good to be back playing again. It's been, obviously, we haven't played since, um, it'll be two weeks since we played, obviously played Moneyfield in the last round. But um, we know we now know if we beat Concord, we've got a slightly less trip on the, tw- I believe it's going to be the 22nd, the Tuesday night. Um, we will be playing in the third round if we make it through. Uh, and rather than Welling, we're going to be playing Oxford City because they beat Welling last night. So a slightly less lesser journey on a Tuesday night. Still not a good journey, but a lesser one, um, which is a positive. But <laughs> apart from that, yeah, so it's one of those that I think Truro, they, they've got nothing to lose really at the moment, Dave. Like we've got no league fixtures going on. We might as well go for it and see how far we can go with it. Yeah, it's a little bit un well, it's not unfair, so it's just, just the way it is. But obviously, uh, Concord have been playing their league games, haven't they? So they'll be obviously match fit more than true, but uh, that's the way it is at the moment. Yeah, it is, and it's, it is, it's just broad as it's long, isn't it? It's, um, that was the case with us, for example, in the FA Cup, where um, we were we'd already played uh, three or four games, and when we played Hungerford, they hadn't played any, and we ended up outclassing them really but look what, look how well Hungerford have done in the league since I think they're it, it, either top or very near the top of the National South so um, it just goes to show fitness is everything but our boys are so so well prepared and everything they train every every day all of them they're um, not as a team obviously but they, they do their individual training and then they work um, as a group twice a week and I, and I know they trained at Tree Road on Saturday so as a group so they're um they're all they're all ready to go. They're all fitness wise. It's never really an issue with Truro. So um, all the boys, I think, will be prepared for it. And it's just a game that they got nothing to lose, really, Dave. I said they're the league above, and it's. No, I don't think anyone expects us to go there and win. It's a certainly a winnable game for us, but it's not one that people are like. If we lost, it'd be like, oh, what a poor result. It's one that we can basically, we've got nothing to lose, and I'll just go for it and, as I said, see how far we can get in this competition. Because it's a great competition, the FA Trophy. Like, I've seen it in Cornwall this week. It's slightly different than the FA Vars. You see the buzz around the place um, that it can do. And I just think you've seen it with Millbrook, you've seen it with Falmouth, and I just hope that uh, we can have a little cup run. It might um, raise some spirits a little bit because it's, it's been a hard period for the supporters mainly when we're thinking the supporters you mentioned the game is being streamed on saturday so people will be able to watch it online and that link will be on your twitter feed will it so that people can go in and click on it and uh, is it a fiver i think isn't it is the fee to watch it yeah yeah so, so um I'll, I'll share the link out on both my personal and the truer account and concord will do the same i'm sure um but yeah it's just um it's five pound for stream um it's similar to what they do in the national league and stuff so they do it when they weren't allowed fans they were doing it behind closed doors and the stream quality i've heard from a lot of the clubs was very good so it's five pound um just to watch the stream which to be honest when you consider it's like 10 quid towards a Premier League game and stuff is not too bad and um, it all goes to charity as well Concord have said it's going to one of their local charities which is nice to see as well so um, yeah for a fiver you can watch stay at home and don't have to get soaking wet you can just watch the game from home which is quite nice your Cornish Cornish Soccer Soccer Podcast. Podcast 
Yep, thanks to Cam. Now, obviously, we talked to Cam earlier in the week. Uh, that was Wednesday, which I think he might have mentioned. But since then, the Southern League have sent out a season restart statement. And actually, it's not a season restart. It's a season suspend statement because they're not actually uh, thinking about a, a formal restart wrapper until, um, well, what are they saying here? A formal restart date. But this is unlikely to be before the 9th of January. And uh, the clubs will be given at least 10 days notice uh, before you know the, the, they restart. So, so that's not yeah. until the 9th. So basically no Southern League football. Um, I think that also applies to the Isthmian League. Although yeah. the Northern have gone their own way as such, haven't they? So, yeah, so yeah, see that. Strange. I thought they were the Trident Leagues, but um, obviously yeah. they don't do everything together. So, yeah, no Southern no. League for a couple more weeks yet, Rappo. Crikey, mate. Yeah, I had a feeling it would go that way, didn't you? It covers such a big area, doesn't it? And yeah. We're a little bit cocooned down here you know we don't really right. know what's happening elsewhere do we in some of these nah. places so uh, so nah. understandable i guess but at least they've come out this time and said something yeah definitive rather than just sitting on the fence so uh, true dicks yeah i suppose at least you know where you are as a player now mate don't you yeah that's I true suppose. Apart yeah. from, obviously, you've still got some, you know, like True have got their FA Trophy yeah. game, haven't they, tomorrow, uh, uh, Saturday. So, you know, although yeah. they don't start the league for a couple of weeks, at least, they've still got FA Trophy football, which is a bit bizarre. But, um, yeah, keeps them ticking over, Deeks. I was going to say to you, mate, it's a hell of a long trip to Essex, mate, oh. isn't it, the Saturday? Saturday before Christmas, mate, in front of no fan. Build it up, build it up. You're making it sound good. (laughs) Yeah, but having said that, mate, it's a game of football, isn't it, mate, which is something at the moment, I suppose, Deeks, isn't it? And and, um, and great for any City fan, mate. You know, as Cam said, mate, you you can watch the live stream for a fiver, mate, sat at home. So Ideal. Modern modern technology, eh, Deeks? It's it's good, mate. The only stream I knew knew as a kid, mate, was down the back of my mum's garden. It was full of frogs, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's great these days, mate, isn't it? What you can do, mate, to to watch your team, mate. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good news. So, yeah. news. Good luck, City. Good luck, City, Deeks. Yeah, good luck, City. And uh, <clears throat> like Rappo said, uh, you can find the link. Um, uh, it'll no doubt be on the True City website, I would hope. Um, if you can't find it there, just uh, go onto Twitter and look for TCFC and, uh, and also Cam Weldon. You'll be able to find the link on both of those connections so uh, so good stuff there um online but not so good news for the league so no no not everything i suppose i suppose not digs no. weird times mate isn't it weird times what's cam gonna do with all this spare time <laughs> yeah i know mate yeah he's uh he's usually so big job, isn't he? yeah he's usually too busy mate isn't he to <laughs> stand still mate it'll be weird for him mate wouldn't it It'd be weird for him <laughs> Okay, let's uh, now have a chat with John Colenso and find out more about the latest from the RRL East Cornwall Premier League. Most of the games went ahead last Saturday, and here's John to tell us what happened. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We had uh, two postponements, but the others got played, so yeah, all all good. And what have we got? Uh, that's well, what what were the results? Um, no real shocks. There was first one was Padstow nil, Torpoint three. 
um, with Adam Blair scoring one and Ryan Eastbrook scoring two. Um, so Blazy beat us 1-0. Uh, quite a real good close game. I was sat with Mike Murray in the stand watching that one. And could have We had several chances first half. Um, if we took a couple of those, may have changed the game, but we we didn't score. And then they scored second half. And uh, there's a few decisions going either way that could have gone other ways. But yeah, we'll, we unfortunately lost 1-0 in the end. So yeah, not a bad game. The pitch held up well. That was a good thing. And Paul was straight on it afterwards, rolling it ready for the next game. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. Um, St. Mimva beat Roach 4-1. Um, there's three greens in the St. Mimber side and three Osborns in the Roach side. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Rob Green, Ed Green, Steve Wharton and John May scoring for St. Mimber and Neil Osborne scoring the one goal for Roach. Okay. Uh, then we go on to the game of the day that we said about St. Newlin 2, St. Stephen 3. Uh did sound like it was a good game as well, back and forth. Um, different, you know, each side taking the lead. St. Newlin got the winner in the end. So Luke Damrell, Ben Rosevere and Courtney Rowe scoring for St. Stephen and Jamie Seary and Matt Tom scoring for St. Newland. Um, then we had the last game was Varian for Foxhole 2, which was, I wouldn't have guessed that score to be fair. Um, best Trebilcock, Vincent, and I'm guessing an own goal because there's only three goals listed on Varian's team sheet. So I'm guessing the, the other one was an own goal. And Ollie Debman scored two for Foxhole. When you say you wouldn't have guessed uh, that result, what would you have um, thought it might have been? Possibly a draw or Foxhole stealing it. Um, they won yet. They haven't, but there's been a couple of times in the forum, a couple of people I've spoken to have sort of said they're, they're strong at times. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. They're due a win, and they, they're just not getting it at the moment, are they still? But uh, And Varian looked like they've picked up as well, in fairness to them. So, yeah, it's a good good win for Varian, I would have said. Yeah, right. OK, so uh, that was last Saturday. Now, what have we got coming up this week, then? We have almost got a full house. Um, Nuki and Torpoint don't have a game this week. I'm guessing they've already played each other. Um, I mean, as they're both bloodlit teams they're ahead a little bit anyway with games so they're, they're missing out this week um i won't read them all out but i think they, well there's a play country derby roach against foxhole could be quite a, a close game um what was the other one i picked out oh, st stephen marjon could be quite tight as well at st stephen i know marjon struggle on the grass so be interesting to see how they get on there right okay the old league table obviously wasn't um uh, interfered with too much last week because Mount Gold's game is off. So uh, um, no, Luke didn't cheat against Mount Gold. Yeah, that's right. So uh, <laughs> so they they have another another time to look forward to that one. So that's pretty much it then, John, isn't it? Um, have you got any further to find out about Craig Code and this um, the the Phantom Forum match reporter? Well, he still says it wasn't him and I see he didn't even play or, or on the bench this week. So, yeah, he just fancied resting himself after four goals in however many in eight minutes or whatever it was. So, yeah, he's that casual about it all. Now he can just take breaks between games. Well, if you listen in, you'll hear what he's got to say on Friday. Oh, good. Oh, I do. <laughs> You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Let's go straight over to Craig Code, who I caught up with earlier in the week. 
Yeah, it was mentioned in last week's podcast, Craig, your four goals in eight minutes, so I thought uh, I should get you on to talk about them. Uh, yeah, uh, it's something that happens only once in a career, really, Dave. Um, we was playing Newquay. Uh, we was very, very poor in the first half. I was getting very, very frustrated, sat on the bench, and I said to the lads on the bench, I could go out and score in this game. And managed to do it <laughs> four times in eight minutes, and I thought that's a good time to bring myself back off. You said only once in a lifetime. I, I take it... You know, this is it was a first for you as such. Yes, it was. I mean, well, the first three actually, and the point I like me talking about it much, but the first three was a perfect actrix. <laughs> how long did those take? Sweeter. How long? Uh, six minutes for the first three, and then it was on the eighth minute, and then I thought that's enough. I was knackered after running for eight minutes anyway, so I bought myself off. Oh, come on. You couldn't have been tired <laughs> out after eight minutes, surely. <laughs> oh. I've got old legs now, Dave, and struggling <laughs> to keep up with it. <laughs> right. Well, wh- whether you've got old legs or not, it's still quite an achievement. And I hope the players gave you the re- respect it deserved. Uh, unfortunately not, Dave. Not for my boys. No, they, I've had a lot of neck ticking out of me for it. And every time I did score in the videos, John Lamozzi, our secretary, he always comes up and films the games. You can yeah. hear them laughing and saying, oh, no, not another one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have support from the players. Were they were they good goals or were they tap ins or what? I don't think I've ever scored a good goal in my life to be fair. If you added all the yards up, it probably would have accumulated to about twelve yards from all four goals. So, but uh, I'll take that. Yeah, well, any goal is a good goal to me. But, uh, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Saturday you played St Julian East three two win, but it sounds as yeah. if it was a pretty tough game. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, first half, we, I, in my opinion, we were the far better team, but that was probably down to Newland not playing for seven weeks, I think they had off. Um, so yeah, the first 45 minutes, I felt we should probably have been two or three goals up, but it wasn't, wasn't to be. Uh, second half, they were a completely different side and pushed us back and got an equaliser. Yeah. Um, we went up and scored two quick goals. And then, as you do when you free one up, we kind of sat back and invited them on, but we managed to hold, hold firm, sir. Now, this is your first season as player manager, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So what sort of manager are you on the touchline? Uh, I'm still trying to find my feet, to be honest, Dave. I want to be the nasty, horrible manager that Tinner was to all of us, but I just ain't <laughs> got it in my locker yet. So I, I did have a bit of a shout there, Saturday afternoon, but for me, having played with them all for so many years, when I tend to shout at them, especially when I was captain, they send, they tend to shout right back at me, but <laughs> I, I don't mind that, to be fair. So, are you finding it, well, I, I, I guess you're finding it challenging, aren't you, taking over? Uh, I mean, what a season to take it over, with all the stop and starting, with no change in facilities at St. Stephen at the minute. And to be fair, the hardest part is we, we've got like a good squad of 20 players at the minute. So we've always got a couple who's not available. But like this week, after scoring four goals a week before, I had to drop myself to keep everybody happy. That's that's the bit I'm finding difficult, but enjoying it nonetheless. You are enjoying it. That's the main thing as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, that that's that's good. Yeah, I noticed you weren't in the squad last Saturday, so that explains why. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I mean... A couple of the lads, I mean, I don't actually pick the team entirely by myself. I've got Luke Dammel and Courtney Rowe who really do help me each week. we got our own little WhatsApp group and we discuss what we're going to do with the team, who's going to play or whatever. And I explained the situation and they weren't that happy that I was going to drop myself. I said, until the results don't show what we want, then I shall have to keep everybody else happy. So. Mm, 
Right. And you mentioned, obviously, the, the current situation with COVID. I mean, everyone's suffering, obviously. It's, it's difficult for everyone. But for a club like yeah. St. Stephen, your changing room facilities, obviously, you know, how are you managing? Um, well, just to be honest, Dave, uh, we, we've done all the paperwork necessary, but unfortunately, because we rent our facility, it's down to the Recreation Ground Committee to grant us access to it, and they're just not willing to do that at the minute. Mm. So how we're having to do it is we are all getting changed in our cars and whatever, and we open up the dugouts for the away sites at the minute, so at least they've got some sort of shelter, but it's not an ideal situation. No, I mean, but I guess, you know, what's the alternative? You don't play, so surely... Well, it's exactly that. I mean, if if, if the alternative is to not play, then we'll have to carry on as we are, so... yeah. I mean, remind- we did have one player leave this week, actually, because he was upset with the changing room uh, business. He's gone off to play Nantian, so, but and the rest of the lads have been fine with it, to be fair. Well, that's interesting, because I, I have seen a couple of players sort of moan about it, but yeah. but to, to me, you know, I'd rather be out there playing than, you know, sitting at home or, you know, whatever, watching tally sort of thing. So, uh... Exactly that, yeah. I mean, you've got to make the best of a bad situation. If we're out playing football, we're still enjoying the Saturday afternoons. So that's the main thing. Yeah. I suppose the only problem is that the drinks afterwards might be a little bit curtailed. Um, yeah, I mean, we're finding that, well, on Saturday, actually, we had to book a table at St. Newman's <laughs> to be able to go and have a drink, which I didn't get told about until the Friday. So, but Jason Pring, obviously, ex-manager, he's still a massive part to do with the club, and he's got the pub down the road, so he always puts some food for us, home or away game, so we still tend to go and have a drink after a game anyway. Great stuff. Good. Now... Last question. Now, yes. obviously, John last week, our, he's called a Premier League man. He was yes. suggesting that you're writing these match reports on the Cornwall Football Forum uh, and, get, and getting you man of the match me. every week. Man of the match every week. You know, what, what, what's all that about? Uh, Dave, I can 100% say that's not me. That is one of my lads on the wind-up. Um, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to find out who it is because he's actually making me look a little bit silly at times. I know, but... <laughs> Uh, the boys find it hilarious, so I just got to go with it until I can find the culprit. We had we had a situation like this, I think it was three years ago when or two when we won the junior cup. Yeah, one of our players set up a, a name called Sixty Four on Pat, and we was all <laughs> guessing all year who it was. And then right at the end of the season, at the end of season two, he decided to come forward. So I may have to wait till the end of the year before I can put the blame on anyone else. So you're not snogger. I am definitely not smaller. I can promise you that, Dave. <laughs> right. Well, it, interesting, isn't it? It's intriguing to know, or you know, that eventually we'll find out who it is. But for the for the time being, though, Craig, keep scoring yep. those goals, and they'll yep. keep writing about you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the plan, Dave. We'll keep scoring. They're going to have to keep writing, won't they, sir? Your Cornish podcast. Yeah, I mean, natural goal scorer, Deeks, isn't he? Is it's the name you always see in the papers up this way over the years, mate? Uh, you know, I think, I think, um, I mean, Craig's had some really important goals for the club, mate. You know, in their junior cup runs and all Deeks and over the years, is a is a name. You know, I get the Sunilstall voice, you know, living up this way now, mate, and and he's always in there, mate, for his goals and and you know, like you said, it's it's four goals total, twelve yards, mate. I mean, that's <laughs> that, that. I mean, that's a good finisher to me, Deeks. You know, like, yeah. get it really, mate. You know, that's that's a fox in the box. That is, mate. You know, you. It's an art, mate. That is, you know, it's just uh, you know knowing where the ball's going to drop. Really, Dick, you know, you can't you can't teach that. And 
And like you said, mate, you know, at least we've got some football, mate. Just make the best of a bad situation. And, uh, you know, I couldn't agree, couldn't agree uh, more with Craig, mate, really. Mm. Yeah, like you said, any goal is good. But the main puzzle yeah. we've got, though, is who is this phantom match reporter <laughs> on the formal football forum? Because John Colenso, yeah. our own John Colenso, was suggesting it might be Craig. Well, Craig's not having any of it. No, I think I believe Craig, mate, to be fair, mate. You know, you know, I can't see him giving himself mad in a match every week, mate, can you? <laughs> I'm sure he'll find out who it is, mate, by the uh, by the time the end of season do comes around, mate, if we're, if we're allowed to have any, mate. Yeah. Well, they have a virtual yeah. one, perhaps, and someone will, yeah. someone will pick yeah. up on a screen. So. Yeah, that's it, mate. I think we've seen a few bogus names out in the forum over the years, <laughs> mate, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. All good fun. All good fun, I suppose, mate. All right. Right then, <laughs> Rappo, let's have it. St. Pyrrhon League, bring us up to date, please. Yes, yes, mate. Um, well, it was a decent day, mate. Uh, I'll start off in the... There was there was actually five games in each division uh, last last weekend, weeks in the St. Pyrrhon League, so not too bad, mate. Um, and I'll start off in the West, mate. It was, it was a decent day for a lugger, mate. You, you know, obviously had that bad home defeat to Penryn last week, week mate didn't they to end their 100% record but um, I mean they well leaders Mosel mate had their game called off at St Agnes so the Lugan sort of you know made well full made the most of it mate not not playing Kenny no um, for goodness sake yeah I know mate I'm sorry mate can we cut that bit out <laughs> I'm spluttering here mate I, I'm uh, I, I've got to be honest I can't read my own right in here see so I think it's time to go back to Spet Favors, mate. I um I'm due I think I've missed my appointment this year, mate, you know what with all the COVID, so I think I've had these glasses about three years, mate. So <laughs> I'm I'm due an appointment. But but what I was trying to say was mate, with Mosel's game at St Agnes being called off, mate, a Logan made uh, full use of that, mate, and they moved to within a point of them. Um with two games in hand as well, mate. So so Mosel's still top, mate, but a Logan in second uh, point behind two games in hand after goals from Steve Abbott Smith, friend of the show, mate, Abbo, and he, and, uh, and captain, mate, and Aaron Myers, mate, gave them the 2 1 victory at Wendron. Um, Mullion, after some, well, out of sorts form, really, Dick started off the season great, and, the, you know, they've had a, they've drew a blank, I think, last two or three games, but they leapfrogged Houston into third with a 3 1 win over Porth Levin at Clifton Park. Goals from Dagan Vaughan Spruce and two late goals from substitute Matt Fox saw them pick up maximum points. Ross Atkinson, mate. Ross Atkinson scoring for Port, mate. Mm. Uh, remember, we He's remember old, Ross as a yeah, exactly, mate. We remember Ross as a great keeper, mate, don't we? You know, fantastic coming up through the youth, you know, county youth. Now, I'd say he was Cornwall's number one youth keeper, to be honest, Deeks, weren't you, back in the day? He was at one but, stage, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've watched Ross playing goal. Know his dad, Lee, well as well, mate. Great bloke and, and referee, Lee, mate. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought Ross was the outstanding keeper of that age group, really, mate. You know, Jack's age group and, and well, from about the age of 10 to 18, really, Deeks, you know, Ross, fantastic keeper. But just got fed up, mate, in the sticks and, you know, he's a decent player out as well, mate. And obviously, he's, he's out now, mate, and scoring goals as well, Dix, isn't he? So, mm. well done to Ross, mate. But uh, couldn't stop him losing 3-1 at Mullion. 
But so Hale had the biggest win of the day. Deeks thrashing Perrinwell 7-1 at Travassic Port. Uh, apparently Travassic Port was in great nick, mate. And, you know, credit to Ian Gregory, mate, and, and all the groundsmen, mate. Uh, you know, fantastic efforts with all the rain that we had. Deeks won it. But, uh, but yeah, that was the biggest win of the day. And they moved into the top five in the process. Uh, a Kane, Williams, Hattrick, Stu Nichols, Cam Irish, uh, Coyle Hampton and a Mike Oscott goals, mate. Well, with the magnificent seven goal scorers, mate. Penryn moved into the top half of the table for the first time this season, Deeks. Yeah. Um, they're on the way back up, mate, with a with an emphatic 4-0 victory over St. Day at Kernick Road. I think we mentioned last week, mate, these two teams have drawn the last three games, Deeks, so I didn't expect a 4-0, if I'm honest, but Penryn obviously back to form, mate. Ryan Reeve and Morgan Bahayo, mate, both netted a brace as the hosts uh, burst back to form, mate, over the last two weeks. So nice completed the fixtures with a 3-2 victory, well, over Falmouth at the Saltings, mate. They led 3-0 at half-time, Diggs, but, uh, but Town, you know, gave up, you know, go out. Gave a, gave a great account of themselves second half, mate, and pegged the Saints back, mate. And but uh, well, he's just the Saints just edged home, mate, three two at the final whistle, and I, I think they was pleased to do so, mate, after Town fight back. Uh, the Saints goals were scored by Joe Day, Josh Martindale, and Matt Spencer Smith, with Town replying through. <coughs> Sorry, Dick. Who's he? I've uh, never heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, I got that frog I was talking about. I think one of them's in me throat, mate. <clears throat> but uh, Town replied through Craig, Don Levy, and Steve Owen. Um, in the East Division, Bude remain in top spot after a 5 1 home win over Sticker. Uh, predictably, Billy Upcroft, mate, was, was in the goals, but, but he was outshone, mate, for once by his brother, Harry, mate, who scored a hat trick. Uh, obviously, Billy had one, mate, and the other goal was scored by David Hales with sub Ethan Gatley replying for the sticky, mate. Polpero remain in second despite their goalless home draw, mate, to Millbrook. Um, don't see many nil-nils, mate, do you? And, yeah. and particularly by Polpero, mate, because they're usually full of goals, mate, aren't they? So, but well done to Millbrook for, for going to Polpero and coming away with a point in a goalless draw. Tour point leapfrog St. Austell into fourth spot after a convincing 4-0 win over Callington at the mill. Henry Bunning, mate, uh, seemed to talk about Henry every week. He scored a hat-trick, um, which took his tally to 17 for the season, with Mark Tobin grabbing the other goal. So Morgan moved into the top six with a well an excellent 2-0 victory over Salt Ash United who had Ace Richardson sent off in the game, mate. Ace, um, Ace Richardson, yeah, mate. I know there's a, yeah, I know there's a Ace High, mate, yeah. in there. Is that Xmas? Xmas thing, is it? Ace High? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Ace Richardson was red-carded, mate. So, But uh, the Saints' goals were scored by the experienced James Olsen and substitute Jack Scott. Uh, great win, that. Salt Ashborough go into the top half of the table after winning 4-2 at Lanreth. A James Green double and signal and singles from Kieran Owen, who also got a yellow card, mate, as well as getting on the school sheet. So, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, busy day for Kieran. And uh, George Soper got the other one, Diggs. Teams of the week, mate. Uh, 
well, I make no apologies for giving it to Penryn again, Deacon oh, the West. What? Yeah. Sorry, mate. I haven't given it to him for a long time, and now I've given it to like buses, isn't it? Like buses. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that was the well for the second week running in the West, mate. For their excellent, I think that was the outstanding result of the day. Deeks looking at it, mate. I mean, four 0 win over St. Day at Kernick Road, mate. Well done to Bakes for getting the game on as well. It looked in doubt on Thursday and Friday, mate. From his photos on the forum, mate, didn't it? Um, but uh, well done for, for you know, great grains and obviously Bates getting the ground on them. And I think in the East, mate, it's, it's a bit more difficult, that one, mate. But I think the standout result there for me, mate, was St Morgan, mate, displacing Salt Ash United to go into the top six above them with that 2-0 win at uh, Trevarian, mate. So, so yeah, I think the, this this week's teams of the week, uh, to be honest, it's Penryn in the West. And St Morgan in the East, mate. Actually, Paul Perrell, that was his second goalless draw of the season. Was it really, mate? Yeah, it was. Did they have an away one? No, it was home. Well, really? Yeah, dr- both at home. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Now you say it, yeah. Surprised at that, Deeks, because yeah. Paul Perrell, plenty of goal scorers in their ranks, mate, isn't they? You know, plenty of... It's, uh, yeah, don't see many nil nils, mate. Do you? No, that's right. They, they, as you <coughs> said, plenty of goals. They've also had a, an eight-three home victory and a, oh, and a four-three yeah. home victory and a five-one home victory. So. Yeah, I was going to say, mate. Yeah, it's usually a place to see goals, isn't it, mate? Yeah, that's, a uh, mixture there. So there you yeah, cool. Yeah, great. So great start that, Beats. Thanks, mate. Um, well, some tasty pre-Christmas fixtures uh, this week, mate. Um, in the east, I'd say, well, St. Austell v. St. Morgan, mate, top six clash, mate, fourth mm-hmm. v. six. Launceston v. Bude, mate, is probably the game of the day. Dick's third v. first at Panny Gillen. So those two, mate. And uh, in the west, mate, leaders, Mousel, entertain, resurgent, Penryn at Trungle Park. Dick. So, oh, well, the winners of that will get team of the week, won't it? <laughs> You'd like to say, well, I we're not going to have the hat trick of Team of the Week. Sure. Yeah, I, know. I don't think anyone's ever had a hat trick. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done like, given it out more than so. so I, I'm open, not mate. I'm open Penrim. Penrim one nil. I don't want the grief off you for it, mate. <laughs> Penrim win five nil, mate. I'm, uh, I'm stuck, and I. But, um, mm. but there is. Uh, but there's some other sort of tight games, Dick. I mean, a Luggan face Mullion at Oxland Park, mate. Mm-hmm. I remember Mullion going to Luggan and winning 5-1, mate, last season mm-hmm. in the opening, yeah, opening fixture. So, so that one will be interesting, mate. A bit of a revenge for a Luggan. And, and St. Davy Hale, mate, uh, sort of caught the eye as well, mate. That's a top six class, mate. So, and they all kick off at two thirty, or or do they not, Dick? You're going to correct me. You're going to correct me again, mate. Uh, <laughs> actually, do they or not? I, I think they're all two thirty, mate. This week, I, yeah, I didn't know it's a three pm. No, I'm not absolutely sure, mate. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I was too busy with me tit bits, mate, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I think I think they're all two thirty, deep, but I'm wrong, and I, mate. You're uh, going to tell yeah, me I'm wrong, wrong mate. Yeah, I, I was convinced oh. they weren't all. Because I remember no. when I looked at them early in the week, I thought, oh, 
Yeah. You know, let's make sure Rappo's on his ball <laughs> with this one. And um, which which, which again, one is it? Mate? I don't know why it's a three o'clock. Is it Wendron again? No, it's not. No. Um, oh, right. It's actually Mousel against Penryn. Oh, is it three o'clock? For some reason, it's on the oh, right. full-time website, and this is, I don't yeah. know where you get your information from, I'm assuming it's, it's that one, but yeah, it's yeah, sort saying of, on there 3 o'clock, so... Um, oh, right. Oh, fair play, mate. Yeah. Fair play. Better tell Jack to get down there. And, yeah. Well, he doesn't <laughs> yes, need to mate. get down there quite so early now, does he? No, exactly, mate, no. Have an extra half hour in bed, mate. <laughs> yeah, so all the other games, I think, are half past two, but just that one... Yeah. Three o'clock, Mosel well against Penryn. Oh, so, right. Cheers, Dicks. Could be a cracker, that one. Time of the year for it, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it's it, mate. <laughs> That's a cracker. That's a cracker. Who was that again, mate? That's uh, a cracker. That comedian. What's he called? Um, yeah. Bernard. Carson. Carson. No, Frank it? Carson. No, Frank. That's it, Frank, Frank Carson. Carson. No, you're, yeah, you're right, mate. Frank Carson. Yeah. yeah. That's a cracker. Probably saying nothing like that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, mate. Frank Carson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some good games to look forward to, mate, in the St. Pyrenees. Yeah, as always. And then, of course, the yeah. week after it will be due on Boxing Day, no, get, no doubt, which you'll tell us about yeah. next week. Uh, I will, mate. If you've got time to look them up whilst you're away. Yeah, I always got time for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favourite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. Right, let's hear now from South West Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox. Well, Phil, I would have thought it's been a relatively quiet week for you, hasn't it, since we last spoke? Yeah, not too bad at all. A few postponements last weekend, but the majority of games got played um, and the one midweek game got played. So at the moment, yeah, not too bad. And where have you actually been on your globe trotting in the last seven days? Then? I've been over the Tamar Bridge twice. Um, or two, yeah, two different ones. Uh, on Saturday, I was at Saltash versus Penzance. Uh, my reasoning for that one is that Penzance were one of the handful of teams I hadn't yet seen this season. So I had a chance to see them when they were relatively close to me. Um, I have to say, Salt Ash made fairly easy work of it. Although, to be fair, I think 5-0 did possibly flatter them. There were two very, very late goals, which uh, didn't help Penzance's scoreline. Uh, and then uh, on Tuesday night, over the A30 Tamar Bridge to uh, St. Austell versus Salt Ash. Uh, and I think quite a few people, our listeners were there, weren't they? It was uh, uh, another high-scoring game. Salt Ash scored another five goals. So, yeah. And perhaps another game that was um, the scoreline slightly flattered Saldash, I think, didn't it? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. If they haven't seen them, so they, they deserve to win both the games I've seen this week. Yeah. But um, yeah, perhaps yeah. Uh, two fives is, is was a, the best they could have hoped for, rather than, than what they actually deserved. Right. So this coming Saturday, it's FA Vaz for two of our clubs. How do we think they're going to get on? Um, well, I suppose technically they're up against it again, but then like last week, uh, we, we had two out of the three go through against step five opposition, so we'll remain hopeful. Um, uh, away at Christchurch because that's where they lost last year, wasn't it? Mm. Another step five team. I've got a funny feeling Falmouth will go through this time. I'm, I'm putting my hopes on them. And uh, Millbrook's a rather odd one. Their trip to United Services Portsmouth. Portsmouth 
are also a step six club who've obviously overachieved in the bars this season, like our clubs are. Um, so that's a sort of fairly um, unfashionable tie, I suppose, in bars terms. But one of those step six teams is going to reach the fourth round proper. Mm. And their title, United Services Portsmouth, presumably there's a, a, a naval link-up or dockyard or yeah. something, is there? Yeah, they used, used to be referred to as Portsmouth RN, uh, and they play at the Royal Navy Stadium at Burnaby Road. Uh, I would imagine over the years, quite a few Cornish players would have played the Royal Navy away mm. in the southwest counties at that very same ground. Uh, it's just outside the dockyard. Um, has an athletics track around it, but a, a fairly substantial main stand as well. Um, but I guess I think we had the same with the Royal Marines. That the problem with being very specific with with armed forces is that they, with decreasing numbers of personnel, it's it's hard to, to field a whole team. Mm. So I suppose by happily referred to as United Services Portsmouth, it gives them a little bit more scope as to, to you know what rank and service uh, the players might be in. Right. God, you brought back some memories there when you mentioned the South West Counties Championship. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> well, I must admit, that, that's my only visit to the ground. I saw oh, Devon right. play there against the Royal Navy a few years ago, which is why I know a little bit about the ground. Right. <laughs> and the big thing is, of course, the weather. What are we looking like? Yeah. Um, I mean, the weather pitch is, is interesting, actually. The doom and gloom first. The forecast for Friday is a severe weather warning. Uh, one pulse of rain early Friday, uh, then there's a damp, miserable day, and then just to really cap it in, another heavy pulse of rain on Friday night into the early hours of Saturday. Uh, so so uh, it's not looking good for, for Saturday's fixtures, uh, particularly those that, that are hot, sort of hold the water a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if, but if there is some good news on the horizon, the forecast after the weekend uh, suggests a sort of colder but drier spell over the Christmas period. So I'm not too doom and gloom, but we might get um, most of the festive derbies in, which, of course, for the clubs is a, is a vital payday. Mm. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed on that. I mean, next week, that'll be the time for us to look ahead to the double game weekend because yes. there's some you know cracking fixtures coming up. Mm. This Saturday, what have you got in mind? Well, Plan A is or was, um, it probably won't be, but the Plan A was St. Blasey versus Godolphin because I have, that's two of the three teams I haven't yet seen this season. Uh, but I do think I'm, I may well be up a Saturday morning where I'm going to be fairly busy dealing with postponements and things. So I guess probably uh, we'll see what's on and what time I can get away from a desk to get there. Right. Okay. <laughs> You obviously don't look forward to these Saturday mornings where it's busy on the old computer rather than thinking about what time shall I put my coat on to go out. Yeah, it's... I mean, well, have you got used to it, actually? I mean, have you got used to it? There's there's almost like a system in place. Uh, on a wet Saturday, I work out the, the, the likely dates to rearrange these games before they're even called off <laughs> when you know the weather's going to be that bad. That sort of helps, you know, de- dealing with it and getting it all, all out and about very quickly. Um, but you, you get used to the cycle of a certain clubs will, will phone very early. Others will sort of wait till mid-morning. Um, you, you generally, by half past ten, have got a pretty good idea of what's on and what's off. Um, and then and social media has helped this a bit, although not com- completely. You used to then get a lot of phone calls from people, spectators, club officials, of what actually asking you what games are on. Um, luckily, social media has reduced that a bit, but you still get some of those. 
Yeah, good. Yeah, it's. I always think it's a shame that these people ask, you know, is so and so on? If they haven't seen anything saying it's off, it's on, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but I must give our listeners one of the more funny stories, Dave. I used to have several that did it, so it's not aimed at any one particular listener that might be listening, but you get a phone call and they'd say, Phil, what's on? And I would say, well, you know, um, uh, Tor Point's on, um, and that's the only one in, in your area. And then they'd say, well, what about Elberton? <laughs> no, I just said Tor Point's the only one in your area. Uh, or, yeah. What, what about Liscard? No, no, no. Tor Point's the only game on. Yeah. They're hoping you're going to say something different, I think. But... Yes, yes. Uh, and you, you mentioned Elberton there. Of course, their game is off Saturday. Yes, uh, the second week running with a COVID case. Interesting, I did see on social media before we had our chat this morning that the um, Hellenic League, I think it was, it was certainly one of the leagues up country, that they tweeted um, games off this weekend due to COVID, and there were six of them yeah. over across their divisions. So I suppose the fact that we're getting the odd one here and the odd one there, we're still better off than some leagues. Mm. Yeah, we have got to think we're, we're you know we're lucky, aren't we? Really, that um, I know that you've had a a heck of a battle, you know, with the fixtures and whatever. But um, but really, it's not been too bad down here, has it? I mean, in relative terms, no. I mean, yeah. uh, some, I mean, people like the Southern League still not playing, are they? And there, and there are other leagues uh, up and down the country where you know the, the clubs have played three or four games, they're not playing. I, I suppose that their fixture secretaries, in some ways, can have a not relaxing Christmas because they've got no game scheduled. Well, they don't true, have to worry well. about it. But yeah. but you know, I, I think. Looking at the, the sort of national picture, it's only really ourselves in the Wessex League that you could look at it and say, well, actually, you're not far short of getting towards halfway at the halfway point. Mm. Um, we're, we're not up to date, um, and some clubs are better off than others. But in comparison to a lot of leagues, particularly up in the north, and I guess now a lot of the leagues in in the southeast now that they're mm. going moving to tier three, you know, we, we are still relatively. Um, in a healthy position, but you know we can't afford uh, to take our foot off the pedal. And uh, I think that the one prime example at the moment is our friends at Millbrook. Uh, great that they've done well in the FA Vars, but the reality is their league picture is concerned. They, they last played in the league on October the 20th. Uh, their game on October the 27th was postponed, waterlogged. And then they spent four Saturdays on the trot in November, like the rest of us, in lockdown. Uh, they came back um, with a delayed FA Vars tie on the first weekend, which they won, which is great. But that meant that they were straight into catching up the second round last weekend, which again they won, which is great. <laughs> and now they're in the third round this weekend, which is great. <laughs> um, uh, but if if that's off for any reason, that's the following Saturday. Then the following Saturday is the Cornwall Cup. Then the following Saturday is the next round of the Vars. So it is possible that someone like Millbrook could go from October the 20th to mid-January without playing a league game. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. They might as well leave the league. <laughs> well, they might as well, yeah. Throw them out. Throw them all, throw them all out. The league will run a damn sight better, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I still don't quite understand, and it's not for us to discuss because we've yeah. touched on it already, but why the FA Vars has got to be squeezed in over all these you know, early weeks of the 
restart. I, I do not well, know. There we go. I can understand as a, as a competition secretary myself what they've done and why they've done it for the benefit of their competition. What I really can't get my head around is the fact that if class games are off this Saturday, that the normal, well, it's actually normal rule. It's, only, it's a new rule they've introduced this season, this eight-day rule to, to get ties played isn't sort of given a, a, a Christmas break. It carries on, which means that you know, potentially Falmouth and Millbrook will lose their Boxing Day derbies, which are, you know, for Falmouth, they're at home, so it'll be a good payday. For Millbrook, actually, the knock-on effect is to Tor Point. Tor Point would lose their mm. big payday. Um, and But equally, the, the players of Falmouth and Millbrook would have to travel to Hampshire on Boxing Day for a very important fixture, you know, setting off at, well, whatever time they kick off is a problem, isn't it? If they kick off early, then you've got to set off early. And if you kick off in the afternoon, well, that's your boxing day gone, isn't it, by the time you yeah. get back? Yeah. They've got no heart, have they, the FA? <sighs> it's, it's, it's a... Um... It's, a, it's a very large machine, yes, yeah, very large right. machine, yes, yes. Right, okay, well, let's end it there before you start getting kicked out by the yeah, Football yeah. Association. I oh. never thought of that, Dave, that might be one way of getting out of this job, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't have to banned. worry about fixtures then. But <laughs> no, no, get myself banned. Who do you want idea. me to send this podcast episode to in the uh, FA? Oh, well, um, well <laughs> disciplinary department of the FA, yeah, send it to them. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah lovely, lovely. Right, well, hopefully we'll talk next week if you haven't been banned. I, I look forward to it. Your Cornish, Cornish Soccer Podcast. Soccer. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually, Rapper, if, if uh, Phil is looking forward to next week... Um, being banned or talking to the podcast? I know, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I know, mate. Oh, mate, I tell you, um, Phil mentioned that Navy Grand Beach, didn't he? Um, oh, you haven't but, you haven't played there, have you? Yeah, I have, mate. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the old the old South West Counties, mate. We we uh, we won one nil there, mate. It wasn't the best of games, to be honest, oh, mate. Yeah. But but uh, it was a gauzy, mate, cross-come shot. I've, I've got a feeling it was about 1993, Dick, so I, you know, off the top of my head. But, but uh, yeah, it was a cross-come shot from Gozzi. He said he meant it, mate. He said he meant it, but <laughs> I'm not sure he did. But, uh, but uh, yeah, but it's, I was gonna say, it, it wasn't a classic, Dick, but I was going to say it's a nice venue, mate, for Millbrook to play at, mate. It's a, it's a big old flat pitch, mate, with a track around it, but... But back in them days, mate, the surface, you know, was lovely. So, so hopefully it will suit suit Milbert Dixon. You know, they'll uh, they'll progress, mate, with a bit of luck, mate. But I mean, just just touching on what Phil and you said about the Boxing Day, mate. I mean, ridiculous asking teams to do that, mate, isn't it? Oh, you know, if it can't, do you think, mate? I mean, you know, and and in and in the process, mate, lose their lucrative local derbies to boot, mate, don't mm, they? So crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I want to say the FA mate, the, a bunch of oot toots mate. But kind of, <laughs> a bunch but, of what? <laughs> <laughs> As we say in Cornwall, things like yeah, I think the FA mate, they're a bunch of oot toots. Be honest, what what are they going to come up with next, mate? You know, some of the stuff they come up with. I know Phil can't say it, mate. You know, but but I'm saying it instead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, I'm deeply aggrieved that you've called them toots. Some of the stuff they're coming out with is unbelievable, though, Dick, isn't it? Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. From their from their flipping null and void, you know. Oh, last, no. one, <laughs> la, 
you know, the last 12 months, mate, have been, they're just getting worse, in my opinion, mate. Mm. I was, uh, you, you put me off my train of thought. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, yeah. if pitches with running tracks around them, they, yeah. they lose a little something, don't they? The atmosphere yeah. isn't always so good, are they? Nah, don't like them, Beach. Yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. Don't like them, mate. You know, the ball goes off the pitch out for a throw, mate. And it, you know, like that. I think that county game we had, maybe, mate. I don't think there's any, like, ball boys there. Yeah, and I mean, you would sprint down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was, he was full back that day. I think I remember... I don't know. I've got, I've got it in my head. It was like Steve Allen or something, mate. For some reason, yeah. you know, playing right back. And I think he he said he was like knackered after I'm just <laughs> running off the pitch, getting the ball. Because if you're not on the side where the big stand is, like you know, it's really open yeah. on the other side. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you, mate. I thought, yeah, you do. You just, you just lose. It, it's just all open, mate, isn't it? Open and you know, you, the voices get carried somewhere else. Right? Don't it? it just loses the atmosphere altogether, mate? Doesn't it really? Mm. Well, yeah, let's, hope, let's hope Millbrook can uh, can yeah. uh, you know get the atmosphere going up there. We'll we'll hear more from Millbrook a little bit later. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, there was a midweek game this past week. AFC St Austell lost five two at home to title contenders Sawdash United. And I spoke to the Lily Whites manager Mark Smith the morning after to get his reaction. Um, yeah, a little bit uh, frustrated, to be honest. Um, I, I really felt like we were well in the game, 11 v 11. Um, it was 2-1 at that point, I think. And, um, you know, we, like I said, we were still well in the game and, and creating plenty of opportunities and causing lots of problems to Saltash. Um, so it, <laughs> I, I don't know how it would have panned out. Obviously, no one knows and Saltash would probably feel confident that they would have still gone on to win but I, I really felt like we, we could have got something out of the game the way we were playing and, and the way that the, the game was set up and I think more than anything it was a really good spectacle up to that point and it just totally killed the game really and um, meant that so Ash were always going to pick us off I think with, with 10 men even though they did miss the result in penalties so I think it just completely killed the atmosphere at the ground as well and so Ash like I say were able to pick us off and, and comfortably win in the end so a little bit frustrating but Loads of positives to take and plenty of things we can be pleased with in, in what's been a, a really tough week, really, with playing Malzo on Saturday and Saltash last night. Um, two, of the, two of the best teams in the league after a six-week break is probably not uh, ideal, to be honest. But we've um, we've definitely done done ourselves proud and, and plenty of positives, like I say, um, moving forwards now. Hopefully we can take that into um, the, the rest of the season from there, really. Yeah, obviously you're you're touching on the, the sort of couple of contentious points that happened early in the second half. Firstly, if we just cover those off, penalty appeal for you when there was a push. Well, what I thought looked like a push in the penalty area. How did you see that one? Yeah, I probably had a similar angle to you, and it looked like a penalty from from where I was as well. Uh, linesman and referee looked to be in a probably a better position than I was, but. Yeah, look for all money like it was a, a, a penalty and we, we didn't get it. And then, like you say, go up the other end and, and a complete reverse decision, which is tough to take. Yeah, what, what was... Now, I was a long way away from that one. So what was the red card given for? Yeah, so our, our centre-back, Kieran Powell's... Um, Sam Hughes has been really clever and, and got tight to him and, and rolled him. Um, Kieran's adamant. He's come off the pitch and said he, he hasn't hasn't 
brought him down deliberately. He's just sort of got quite quite tight to him and, and obviously clipped heels, it seems like. And um, Sam's gone down. Um, the letter of the law is a bit confusing, isn't it, with this double jeopardy yeah. rule? But yeah. um, from what I'm hearing, because Kieran made, made no attempt to play the ball, that it's not an accidental foul. It's, it's deemed as a deliberate foul and, and preventing a goal-scoring opportunity which is why the red card and the penalty had been given. If, he, if he'd made a tackle and, and brought him down and not got the ball, then that would have been the yellow and, and the penalty as well. Um, Chappie said to me after the game, he thinks it was running through to him regardless. I, I, I don't know. That's sort of a, mm. something that he, he's come up with in, in, in the moment. Um, it seems very harsh. And I, I think a lot of people would, would, have, would have said that at the game, but, from the way the referees explained it, it seems like he probably got it got it right. Um, but you know, again, Kieran's adamant that he didn't deliberately make any contact and deliberately didn't stop Sam going through. But uh, you know, he, he's he's a young centre back and he'll learn from that. There isn't many better centre forwards around than than Sam Hughes. And I thought both him and Harvey Han, who who doesn't usually play back there as well, um, cope really well with um, with their threat up up front last night. Although they did score obviously a few goals, but um, yeah, I thought they both cope well, and, and they'll both learn from the experience. Harvey made a bit of a mistake on the on the first goal as well, diving in. So they'll they'll both come on an awful lot from that and learn from it. But yeah, again, a frustrating one. But I think possibly that one, the ref just just about got right. But yeah, the the penalty did seem um, a, a poor decision at the other end. But again, it's all all viewpoints and perspective, isn't it, of of what referees and, and assistants can see. So just have to take it on the chin. I think I said to someone last night or a few people that. We actually got away with one with the Chris Resky red card um, in the Bobman game. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think on, on balance over the course of the season, they probably even the, the, themselves out, don't they? Because that one we yeah, definitely yeah. Um, went went our way with the, with the Resky one. We won that game. So yeah, probably evens themselves out, I reckon. True. I tell you what, though, it's very difficult actually being a ref now, isn't it? Because you've got such intelligent strikers, as you said, like Sam Hughes. They know how to play the game, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, and and it's something we've got to improve at. Really, you know, it's it's something that you have you have to to do well as as a team. Um, in 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 this in this standard of football, you have to be streetwise and you have to be clever and, and intelligent. And Soltash are very good at doing that, which is why what you know, and one of the many reasons why they're, they're such a good side. Um, I think the other thing as well is you look at the the, the first penalty and the Martin Duff handball. Um, you know that how 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 can we sort of deem what's handball and what isn't mm. these days? You know, he's, he's such a short distance away from from the ball, um, and he does have his hand out. That you know, yeah, he, he does. But what what is a natural position to defend in now? And I think referees are so confused about the constantly changing rules at the highest level, and you know, what, how how do they actually keep up with what what is a rule and and what isn't? Um, and it, yeah, it is it is very difficult for for them to to keep up with what's going on. And also, I think what's the difference between what's given at the highest level and what's given at our level? And I think that's a very difficult decision for them to make. Is is what what will be given in the Premier League, but what actually needs a bit of common sense in in sort of a, a grassroots level um, might be a, a different decision. So yeah, I, I agree. Dif- difficult job for them to do. It's, very frustrating and difficult not to get on their backs, but we have to remember that <laughs> they all um, they they all they all make mistakes as much as as managers and coaches and players do as well. So we yeah. just have to to put up with that. But one man that didn't make a mistake last night was your your first goal, George Maris. What a cracker that was! 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I haven't chatted to him about it, uh, about whether it was a cross. Or oh, a no, come on. Come on, give him the <laughs> yeah. credit, surely. Yeah, no, I will. Do you, <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, did, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, but he, he had a corner about 10 minutes before that, and it's the worst corner he's ever taken. And, and I think he, he, I think he almost pulled his groin. It was that bad. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of shouting over to him like, like George, you're injured. You need to come off. He's holding his groin. So I was actually surprised that he, he stepped up to take it. But um, he's, he's got that in his locker, George. He, he's technically an, an excellent young player. He's, he's only 21. Um, bags of energy, loads of technical quality. Um, top lad as well, you know, he's, he's, he's really fitted in nicely to, to our setup this year and is a great example of everything we're, we're trying to do um, with this football club. So I was, I was delighted to get him in the summer and he, he went under the radar a little bit as a sign-in, but I, I generally think we've got one of the, the, the most talented under-21 midfielders in, in the county and um, he showed that from when he was in the, in the county youth set-up in that successful side that went all the way to that final. So, um, yeah, he, he's absolutely got that in his locker and... Um, you know, I think he caught Ryan Ryan Rickard um, off off guard a little bit with that one, but yeah, no, we'll um, we'll, we'll say it was deliberate, definitely. <laughs> right, and as you said, you, you played Salt uh, Maison on Saturday, Saltash on Tuesday, arguably the two top sides in the league this season. You've gone through them now. You can relax and enjoy the yeah. rest of the season, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I said that to someone. We've we've got them both out of the way, um, home and away, and. Um, to take a point off Saltash away is probably more than than we would have expected before the season out of those those four fixtures. Um, we've also played Helston away as well and got a point down there. So yeah, we've we've got a few of the the the, the top sides out of the way. And yeah, you know we we've learned an awful lot from 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 all four of the, the, those games. For me, I'd, I'd Saltash are, are an excellent side and credit to Dane for for what he's he's done there so far. And they'll definitely be up there um, with Malzol, but. For me, Malzol are ahead of them, um, certainly based upon what we've seen in the in the four games that we've played against both sides. Um, I I just don't have a clue how how we can get a result against Malzol. Honestly, I just walking away from from Saturday going, I, I don't know what we can do um, with them, and that may be the way that we play um, in terms of we don't necessarily have a a physical centre forward that can that can sort of exploit. Um, some of their maybe vulnerabilities defensively, but I I just think that they're such a good side, and such a complete side as well. Whereas Saltash, I, I feel like we we can exploit them, and we have we've proven that. You know, we've scored six goals against them this season. So um, yeah, that's that's the difference for me. So um, if you're about to ask me, it, it would be Malzo over Saltash for me um, for the league. And I'm probably a little bit biased in that sense, given that Jake's a friend of mine and. I've only just sort of got to know know Dane recently, but he's 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 a good chap as well. I've got on really well with. So, um, yeah, like you say, nice to get him out of the way, and I can relax for the season and head off to Portugal in a in a few weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, safe in the knowledge that we've we've got those those tough fixtures out of the way, but still plenty of tough ones to come. Absolutely. You've actually read my script because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Who's the better out of the two? Um, <laughs> so, last question: Saturday, Callington away. Um, you must be already thinking it's in doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, very, very slim chance of playing. I, even in a sort of week where there's decent enough weather, but it's rained a couple of times. Callington's always in doubt. I think that was last week, wasn't it? You know, mm. it wasn't that bad. Um, 
last week and it was still called off the, the St. Blasey game. So, yeah, you know, we're never going to sort of rest on our laurels and say that it's definitely going to be off, but I'm already looking as our next game as, as Boxing Day against St. Blasey. Um, try and get a training session in next week beforehand. But actually, you know, with, with playing sort of two games in a short space of time, it might not be the end of the world that we have an, another sort of um, few days to recover um, before that St. Blasey game. But yeah, you know, if, if, if we're on, then, then great. We'll look forward to it. And it's a game where we would hope to get back on track and, and pick up three points if it is going to be on on Saturday. But yeah, like you say, already preparing um, for it not to be, to be honest. Uh, and one final word on the pitch last night. It, it looked pretty good from the touchline. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Jason and the ground staff have done a, done a good job on it. Obviously, had plenty of time to work on it. Um, it had a reserves game on it last week, which it, it coped, coped well with the case. It's actually really firm. Um, you know, on underneath the, the the water table seems to be pretty low. Mm. Um, bit of a geological knowledge for you there. <laughs> uh, but um, it, yeah, no, it was a little bit bobbly, which is bound to be, but. We, we've had to sort of keep the grass a little bit longer over the course of season, given that we expected to have quite a lot of gains on it and to not go too short and tight with it, which I think some places have done and actually suffered as a result because it's then not a lot of grass to, to try and um, take the impact of those, those, those number of gains on it. So yeah, it's coped pretty well. And the, the reserves have hopefully got a game on it on, on Saturday at, at um, home to St. Morgan, which should be a, a good fixture for them that's two good sides there so um hopefully that's on and then it's um all systems go for boxing day hopefully which again gives us another week to work on the pitch so given the way that Polter generally drains even if it does rain um a bit next week we should should be okay to get that one on and um expecting a, a decent crowd to turn up and a, and a good game between two sides who are um who've made sort of decent starts to the season but probably at a, a pretty similar level which can't be said over the last few seasons so yeah looking forward to a so a good game on good, good game on Boxing Day, hopefully, and hopefully a capacity three hundred. Yeah, should be. Um, we we generally get around that number anyway for a, for a Boxing Day game. Um, so yeah, we we'd be expecting that. Um, yeah, a lot of the tickets have, have sold already in advance. Um, they may be some still left on on the gate on the day. I'm not too sure on that one, but yeah, just hope like I say the, the weather plays ball a little bit and we can get a, get a decent crowd and, and a decent game. Your Cornish Yeah, I mean, I feel for Mark, mate. Like you mentioned, mate, um, playing the top two after the lockdown break, mate, not really ideal, mate, is it? You know, like like Sparky said, mate. I mean. But it's interesting, Dick, isn't it? He thinks Mosul as well, mate, doesn't he? Mm. You know, every, everyone in the know, mate, seems to be going for Mosul, don't they, Dick? You know, yeah. so, yeah. But uh, going back to Sparky, mate, I mean, fantastic job done by him, mate, you know, you know, thus far, mate, this season. And, you know, he, he's made them, you know, I thought it would take longer for, for him to, you know, obviously keeping Chappie was a big bonus, mate. But the way... Sparky's moulded them youngsters, mate, into a team. They're a tough game for anyone these days, mate, and they and you know, and a, and a big Boxing Day game on the horizon for Sparky, mate, before he goes off to some lovely pastures, mate, in the Old Gore for a couple of months, mate, isn't it? You know, not you know, I'm uh, can't say I'm not jealous, mate. He's working though, Rafa. He's going over there yeah. to work. Yeah, fair play to him, mate. Yeah. Not a bad job, though, is it? Not a bad job. <laughs> Yeah, good on him, mate. Yeah, top bloke, mate.
top bloke. You know, brilliant what he's done at uh, St. Also, I think, Deeks, don't you? Mm. And you mentioned, actually, Chappers. I know we had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But he made some... <clears throat> I know, you know, he's still letting five, but he actually made some cracking saves as well in the game. So, yeah. So, still one of the best in the county. Ah, uh, brilliant, Deeks, isn't he? Yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah. You know, can't, can't speak highly enough of him, mate. You know, what a... What keeper, mate, to have him beyond your, your young team, mate. Yeah. And also, we must thank Sparky as well for his, you know, his geological consideration, you know, talking <laughs> about the water level at Polten yeah. and everything. That was very helpful of him. So um, so <laughs> we need to get him on about some of the other pitches, perhaps, in the county. So Yeah. Could get Sparky to have a look at John's soggy corner, mate. That's <laughs> <some> clear. <laughs> Wonder what the wonder what the table will be for that one, mate. The water table. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Okay, where are we going next, though? Where are we going? Where? Um, oh, it must be FA Vaz, mustn't it? Yeah. Got to be, mate. Hasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Got to be. So FA Vaz action on Saturday with uh, Millbrook and Falmouth featuring after their tremendous wins last Saturday. We speak to both clubs, and first up is Farmers manager Andy Westgarth. And what a great result that was for them against Bishop's Cleeve. Fantastic. Really, really good. Probably up there with one of our uh, memorable Vaz days. <laughs> You've had a few, haven't you? We have, yeah. They're sort of um, coming a bit regular now. But I think this one we remember from the day the F Troop um, descended on the Conway Road end. They all... Um, they all had a march from the packet end to the other end to just give us that extra bit of support and uh, it seemed to work. Yeah, I noticed that, that they were down the far end. Now, so which way did they walk down to the end? Did they go the top side or the bottom side? I think they went the river side. Oh, so man. just to, yeah. <laughs> Brave yeah. men. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was a, well, t- to me, it sounded like a typical Vaz game in the sense that, you know, blood and thunder, a few feisty altercations. Uh, it was a bit of everything, wasn't there? It was, it, you know, if you was a neutral, I think you definitely got your money's worth. Um, you know, like you said, typical uh, classic cup game. You know, you, I thought they started the game quite well, actually. You know, you knew you get that feeling in the first five, ten minutes. You think, oh, these are pretty good, actually. And then we scored a great goal to go one nil down, uh, one nil up, which settled us right down. Um, and then I think we had some chances you know, throughout the half, and you know, they had a couple of chances as well. And um, and then they get a penalty, which you know frustrating from our point of view, just before half time, really. And then Barnsley saves it, and then just the way it always goes, isn't it typical? You know, they get a they get a goal straight after the after the penalty, which was from our point of view disappointing. Um, and then we got the other end, and, and you know I thought their goalkeeper had a fantastic game, but he'll be disappointed with that goal. Um, just dollied one really for for Barnes to tap in, so. You know, it was a mad five minutes just before half time, and then I thought second half, you know, we were excellent. I thought, you know, we had uh, we had some great chances to to go further ahead, and, and I thought we, you know, we defended brilliantly. You mentioned your goal scorers, Braben and Barner. I mean, they are they're, they're doing a great job for you, aren't they? Yeah, I think the whole team are. I think in the minute, I think the front four are looking electric at the minute. You know, you had um, Roggy into that, you had Nico into that. You know, each game now they're all contributing or scoring or. Um, making real impacts on the game, and um, you know, Braben just loves a cup game, and, and he seems to seems to score all the time in the Vaz, and he's now our um, Falmouth Town's all-time goal scorer in the FA Vaz, which is you know an unbelievable achievement considering the players that have played for Falmouth over the years. You know, like Rappo, you know, you know, Andy Waddell, just to name a few top top strikers, and you know, so for Braben to, to beat them is a it's a fantastic achievement. 
Have you scored money for Falmouth in the Vaz? Uh, probably not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to look into it. Probably, probably not. I think I've scored maybe three or four. Right. But nothing, not, nothing to write him about. <laughs> right. And um, so Christchurch coming up this Saturday, all being well. Well, firstly, Andy, what what was your pitch like last Saturday? Excellent. Really, really good. Bickland is. Uh, you can probably put your mortgage on what it's going to be like. You know, it'd be like um, hard on the on the grandstand side and. And if you're left back facing the clubhouse, there's always a little bit chewy down that end. But overall, um, you know, no complaints on the on the surface. Right. So Christchurch Saturday, their game midweek was called off because I believe a waterlogged pitch. So obviously you were up there last season in the Vans as well. So what do you know about the, the pitch at the moment? Uh, well, funny enough, their manager did ring me last night, actually, just to explain the situation. I think it could be one of those ones if they had played it it would have just ruined the pitch for like us boxing day. And, you know, and I think there was a, um, you know, a sensible decision made and there's a money spinner for them, FA Vaz and obviously boxing day is a big game for them as, as well. So, you know, I think it was a sensible approach. And like you said, you know, it would have been a big ass to get it on. So why risk it? And I, and I get that. So talking to him, he seems to think it's 80% on at the minute, you know, looking at the forecast and, and the condition of the pitch, because it's on a slight slope, actually, the pitch, mm. nothing to write home about with the slope, but just enough to, to, to drain well so um but yeah just the way it goes with with playing the same sort of teams isn't it you know um you know historically we always play like Sawash, Halston um and St Austell close to the home and quite ironic isn't it? we're playing Christchurch the same round same venue and same competition isn't it yeah do you know if they've got pretty much the same side or not uh it's a weird one because because I've sort of stayed in contact with their manager um I would find it. I would find it hard now to find some info on them because he was sort of my info man up that way. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really know unless you know I, I, the team helps them play. You know, I probably speak to them. But then it's all down on the day, though, Dave. You know, you could you could you could do your homework on a team and on a on a on a, on a setup, and they could come down and change it completely, or a player you think's really good could have an off day. So. I know you, you, there's only so much you can do. Um, you know, I know we did some research on having done, and that really worked for us. You know, and I didn't do anything on Bishop's Cleve to be fair. Even though I tried to, I, could, I couldn't get anything on them. And and you know, I thought we were excellent on Saturday. So sometimes, like I said, it can work for you, and sometimes you probably don't need to do it. Mm. It would probably be quite useful that a lot of your players obviously will will know the setup, won't they, and, and what the pitch is like and all that sort of thing. So uh, that'll be good for them. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know it was quite a nice setup. Actually, their changing facilities were fantastic, and, and it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad pitch and a bad surface as well. And, and I can't imagine their team changing too much, really. Same manager, you know. Just, you know, most teams generally keep a core of their side together. So you know, but like our side, really, we haven't changed dramatically um, since last year. So I think it'll be a pretty even game. Yeah, and they're pretty much the same position in the league, I think, this year as they were last year, weren't they? Aren't they? I think last year when we played them, they might have been top. Whereas I think this year they may be like three, uh, third or fourth. Mm. I think um, Hamworthy now are running away with the league. Um, so when we played Hamworthy a couple of years back, they were sort of more like fifth or sixth. So, um, but I remember talking like talking to Ollie, the manager, and I think he said to Hamworthy. So um, I don't know who they are, but I'd imagine it'd be there or thereabouts. Mm. And. Uh... The good news will be if the game is definitely on Saturday, because if not, <laughs> you've got to go up the Boxing Day, haven't you? 
I've heard. I did text Phil asking him what the what the what the rules were. And I, I know, obviously, listening to your podcast and when you spoke to him, he did mention that it could be Boxing Day. Um, so I spoke to him just to ask him if that if that is definitely true. And he said, well, unless you can uh, agree between yourselves to play before then, um, and I think that would be a big ask to go up midweek to, to Christchurch. But yeah. I, I'm not against going there Boxing Day. But I'm totally honest, you know, you know, I broke it with the wife and the boss and. Um, if anything, you know, she agreed Boxing Day is a football day. I'm out anyway, so what difference does it make if I leave at 7 or if I leave at 9 for 11 o'clock kickoff and, and stay out on the drink line? So, um, that's, uh, that's a good point, actually, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so. But again, it'll be another another story, another um, another good game to look back on, isn't it? Do you remember that time we went to Christchurch on Boxing Day? So, <laughs> you know, I won't be, I won't be bothered if, if we do have to go up there. But the only downside on it would be, obviously, we miss out on a league game this Saturday. So, Ideally, we play it and then we still get Wenjin on, on Boxing Day. Yeah. And, of course, um, I think you're reduced or restricted to about 100 supporters, aren't you, ticket-wise? Yeah, but I think, in a way, that's that's very kind of them. That's, them um, them offering us 100 because I don't think they get um, a massive crowd from, from what we spoke to them last year. So, you know, the fact that they've given us 100, I think, is very kind of them. So, you know, hopefully we'll take a... A strong, um, a strong crowd like we normally do, and um, hopefully it should make a good, uh, good atmosphere. Okay, well, all the best for Saturday, Andy. The season overall, how would you compare it to previous seasons you've been in charge so far? Yeah, really good. You know, I think um, we've always been slow starters, really, um, and that has generally hindered us. So, you know, we wanted to get on that top table, and, and you know, I feel like we're up there this year, and. You know, so far so good, really. I think I would have taken this position. Um, so, you know, I think we've got some big games coming up. You know, Mal's all on the 28th will be a big game, and hopefully we can uh, we can kick on and just just get past all this COVID stuff. So that's the that's the main thing, really. Yeah, it uh, obviously it's concerning you. Well, supporter-wise, you've probably been affected as much as anyone, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Yeah, so you know, we do get we do get great support and just. Uh, you know, I do think our numbers would have uh, would have doubled if uh, we never had all the restrictions in place. But um, that being said, the, the numbers that we do get, they make enough noise to uh, you know to, to make out as if it's like you know six seven hundred. So it's it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I, I've, I've spoken to Millbrook this week in the podcast. Obviously, wish them the best. All our Cornish support will be behind you on Saturday. Uh, go and do it for Falworth and for the county. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, and, you know, I just want to say well done to Macker actually. You know, Millbrook, what they've done this year is, you know, is unbelievable achievement really. So, um, you know, credit to him, you know, coming coming back um, from his little, um, his little break from management. So, yeah, he's, he's done well for himself. So, yeah, fair play. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, um, as any good manager, I suppose, Rappo, I, I suggested that uh, Luke Braben and Luke Bonner we're doing well with all the goals we're getting, and he soon spun it around to an all-round team effort, didn't he? Yeah, good management. The Hicks from Westie, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, mate. You know, you know, goal scorer, mate. I mean, you know, me, me and Westie were both sort of goal scorers, Deeks. But, but like, you know, you can't do it without your team behind you, mate, can you? You know, those other ten players. You know, I've always thought that, mate. You know, you you can't unless you've got the service, mate. You know, you can't and you know, congrats to Luke Braben as well, mate. You know, becoming Town's top scorer in the Vaz, mate. It's a nice accolade, mate, isn't it? You know, when you think of all the 
you know, sort of great players that have played for town in the Vaz over the years, mate. But uh, but typical that thing, you know, Christchurch away again in the same ring. I mean, yeah, out of, yeah, out of all the teams you could potentially have played, mate. But uh, you know, having said that, mate. I always fancy uh, town, mate, these days in, in any cup time, mate. You know, since the since the Westy era, mate, you know, our, our cup pedigree's been remarkable, really, mate. And with with hundred F troop behind the lads, mate, you know, like like Westy said, good at Christchurch, mate, to give us hundred tickets, mate. You know, get get hundred F troop up there, mate. They'll sound like three or four hundred, mate. So I think the, the the lads are capable of of beating anyone on their day in, in a cup tie piece. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've got a bit like Phil, actually. I've got a sneaky feeling that Falmouth are going to win up there this season because I was I yeah. went and watched it last season. Um, yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> that's right. You know, it's, there wasn't too much apart from the teams last season. I know we're twelve months on now, but um, yeah, I, I would um, I would put down Falmouth to uh, to win this time around. But um, yeah. How many right, goals mate. do you reckon he's Westy's got in the FA Vars? He he didn't know, so that would suggest not very many, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that he's a weird one, really, because because I, I thought I had like about six or seven, and then I remember that quiz we'd done. Mike, I think Mike said I had four or something, mate, didn't I? So, and I thought I had about seven. So you know, it's odd, mate. I suppose you get it mixed up with the FA Cup, don't you? you know, with the the Vars and the FA Cup, but. Yeah, I don't know, mate, really. Westy, mate, I don't know. It is a tough one, mate, to look back. You think you know, mate, you know, with it being such a special competition and all, mate, wouldn't you? You remember, you know, all the goals you sort of scored, isn't it, like, mate? But I don't know, mate. I'd say Westy would have scored a few, though, mate, wouldn't he? I would have thought, surely. Mm, surely. I would have thought. to get Mike Hodges on the case, I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah. For the next round. Yeah, Ma- <laughs> Michael, no, mate. Michael, Tony Pierce, mate, is not m- much. Yeah. Uh, those two guys don't know about Falmouth, mate. Yeah. Average attendance for Christchurch so far this season? Oh, average seats? Yeah. Uh, I think they're, average I think they're sort of... I'll go for 180, mate. 180! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I've been watching no, the dark no, seats. Like, it's uh, treble 20 twice. Yeah. And a 15. Oh, not bad, mate, I suppose. 135 dates, so, I suppose. So, not bad average, yeah. Not bad. I mean, uh, obviously, F-Troop will be coming to town, mate, wouldn't they? So, so that's another 100, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be out, son. And obviously, the magic of the Vaz dates, you know, you can probably chuck another... At least a couple of dozen on that, mate. Can you? So you shouldn't be far off the, the three hundred. I no, think, should that's it? Right. Should hope so. That'd be, good. Yeah, that'd be good. Right. Okay. So from Falmouth, yep. they travel to Christchurch, Millbrook. As we've mentioned, have to go to United Services Portsmouth after their win at home to Bashley last Saturday. Their two 0 victory featured two penalty saves by their goalkeeper Chris. Yeah. Wayne. Two Rappo. You know, well done, Chris, mate. Brilliant. Well Brilliant, done, Chris. And uh, so, who better than to speak about the match than the man himself? Well, how does it feel, Chris, to be one of the heroes from last Saturday's match? Well, heroes, Dave. I don't know about heroes. Um, I'd obviously certainly take, you know, um, a couple of decent saves in there, obviously, from, from two penalties to, to keep a bit of a shutout. But I don't think I'd take, I certainly wouldn't take the, the plaudits, the side um, as a whole. Played a massive impact. Uh, had a massive impact in that game um, from start to finish. I think it was one of those one of those games that 
you know, there was there, there had to be no individual performance, but really a, a huge team and squad performance in order to um, certainly get away get away with the result and, and obviously through to the next round. It's great though, isn't it? Knockout football always seems to have that something special about it, rather than you know, I know you're top of the league, but rather than a than a league game. Yeah, I mean, and certainly, I know, I know, Michael alluded to this last week when we obviously after the second lockdown and you know in our Vars game last weekend that actually in many ways it was a uh, it was nice to have that game rather than focusing straight back into the league action. Um, especially after a month break. Sometimes, you know, there are no points at stake. It was very much a case of, like you said, knockout football, one game. Um, and you you take with that, it's almost like starting, almost like a little um, mini pre-season again as such. But obviously with the added benefit of moving, you know, into the next round of a cup or into the next round again, which is obviously what we've done. Um, so, you know, for us, it's been brilliant. And, and the fact that obviously still still remaining in the league, as it stands at the moment, you know, unbeaten, you know, with, with confidence growing game by game after the last break, you know, puts us in a really good position. Mm. Now, Saturday's match, two penalty saves in one match. Have you ever done that before? Um, I alluded to it. I did allude to this after the game because someone asked me as if to say, yeah, and it was a very, very long time ago. It was an under-18 um, Cornwall like Junior Cup game many, many years ago now. <laughs> and I remember I was playing for the under-18 side and um, I did actually, to be fair, I did save two in that game. It was a semi-final game. I can't remember who it was. We did end up winning it, actually, but um, not for a long time. Um, I'm normally, I'm all right with penalties and things like that. But in recent um, weeks and months gone by where we've had the odd couple given away, I've not been able to get to them. So I was really pleased, really, really pleased um, to be able to obviously help the side out uh, um, and obviously keep a shutout, which obviously then has obviously helped us to win the game. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm delighted, obviously, because, you know, you're not as, as a keeper, I would think, and goalkeepers union hopefully would agree, is that you're not expected to. You want to make it as difficult as possible, obviously, for the striker or whoever's taking it. But but ultimately, there's no. I feel almost there's no pressure on me. You know, really, the pressure is on them. If, if you're not hitting the target of scoring from, from 12 yards from a stationary, then, you know, I feel like actually there is more pressure on them. So, you know, I'm actually delighted to obviously to have, have helped and, and helped the side through because, uh, you know, there was a real graft on Saturday, real graft and in games gone by. And, you know, not always am I involved with that. Sometimes it is, you know, defensively from the from the front, um, all the boys chipping in with that, with that responsibility to kind of keep the goal safe. Um, so, yeah, absolutely delighted that I could help out and um, put us into the next round. And were your penalty saves, were they good saves or actually did the ball just hit you and <laughs> and clear? I would, well, <laughs> looking at a little bit of footage, depending on which way you want to look at it, um, I was probably more pleased um, with the first one. Um, I would say, depending on where you look at it, it was firmly struck, um, got a good hand to it, kept it out and, and there. The second one is always difficult when it's a new taker, you know, two different takers because you're not sure. Um, which way that person's going to go. Um, second one, I've got a toe to it, kept it out, it's rebound out, we've managed to clear it. So, um, I don't know, the first one, probably a better penalty than the second one, but, you know, either way you look at it, yeah, it's got to be there to be saved, don't they? It's still mm. saved, whatever happens, can't take that away. No, that's right. And that first one, especially crucial, wasn't it? 12 minutes into the match, level, nil-nil. Yeah, it would have been damaging, wouldn't it, if they'd gone ahead that early? Yeah, timing-wise, I mean... It, for both goals, really were kind of were really timely. Like you said, first one nil nil, um, feeling your way into the game. They had a good good start, 
you know, you know, they were a very, very good step five side. I'm not going to take anything away from them. Very good. Move the ball in the, you know, for both sides, tricky conditions, but move the ball in that first 45 so much better in many ways than we did. But it was sort of, you know, you got to defend from the front and work hard. But yeah, timing wise, it would have been, you know, would we have, I don't know. This is all, it's all ins and and questions, isn't it? It's whether we would have got back into the game. I always felt that we would, if we did go 1-0 down, I always felt that, we would score. I didn't feel at any point during in the game if we if they had scored that one, we wouldn't have. Um, but timely wise, yeah, absolutely, because it's not long after we've managed to get on the score sheet, go one 0 up, and coming in at half time after both of those and still being one 0 up um, with a good foothold in the game and, and time to regroup and work out how to play, how we're going to work the second half, knowing that we would get another response from that side. Um, yeah, it was crucial in many ways. Mm. Um, so you know, really positive to to be able to help out really. And overall, you deserve to win the game, I take it? Oh, I think so. I think we certainly played well enough to be able to. Yes, I would say you could look at it the way. And like I said, they're a very good side. And But it was mentioned to me afterwards, actually, when you look at, you know, shots to goal ratio, you know, I'd feel like second half especially, you know, ultimately we, we, uh, we managed, you know, got down that end. We tested their keeper out on several occasions. Shots going in and, and looking at it both ways, you know, I feel like we certainly did do enough to, to go on and win the game. And obviously we did. Um, and now it's about taking, you know, taking that result and moving into, into next week, which will be a, a long way trip, but one that I think the boys are certainly um, prepared for. Um, and that's what a cup game is all about, really. Yeah. United Services Portsmouth. Um, I've never heard of them before this week. So do you know anything about them yourself? personally absolutely nothing um <laughs> i know that a few of the boys might know sort of some some players that may have played against them in years gone by but you know i think in many ways what do you need to know it's it is a one-off game as you alluded to right at the beginning of the conversation these games and actually not knowing sometimes about the opposition you know is actually more beneficial sometimes than, than knowing mm. because ultimately you're not going in with any fear factor not i think any of our boys are that worried about it i think it's a it's a one-off game we're, we're, we feel like we're full of confidence. We've had two really good results in the last two weeks against good step five opposition. And, you know, this is another step five side. So we know what we're going to get. We know the level of in, the intensity that we're going to get from this side. Um, and I think as long as we can conduct ourselves in the right manner and, and set ourselves up well and prepare in the right manner the best we can, I think we go up there with with the, with the every, every, every chance of getting into the, into the next round after that. Mm. Last 64 this round coming up, um, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Last 32. I mean, I know we shouldn't talk about that, but uh, but impressive, isn't it? And and overall, though, Millbrook, you're having a great season, aren't you? Yeah, in, yeah, in answer to your first question, it would be unbelievable. I mean, for myself and I think a lot of the boys, some of them have played in the competition for other clubs in years gone by. I know I have for a, a couple of times, but... Never ever got to this round. You'd always find yourself up against a really good side that like Saturday, but it just didn't run for you. I think we had the luck of the draw Saturday in, 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 in many ways of getting through. Things were on our side and, you know, including the saves, including little things like that that went our way. And, you know, to be able as well with Falmouth that obviously are still in it as well, you know, as just as good an opportunity moving into the next round. But to still see a Cornish side in the, in the side going from the last six four into 32 would be, would be unbelievable. And, not only for that, for those for those that work behind the scenes, you know, perhaps etc. I know, thank a lot of people um, yesterday and today, those that work behind the scenes that work tirelessly to get games on, 
um, to, to run the club and moving further forward. And for them, I think the boys and, and I want to just put in a performance that is worthy of their dedication and hard work moving further forward. And, and as a club, yeah, in secondly, we are having a really good start. We've had a really good start to the season. You know, obviously unbeaten still in the league, doing really well. Although I did see a tweet earlier that said sort of, we haven't played a played a league game um, since like towards the third week in October. So there's going to be a bit of a catch up. Mm. I think at some point when other league league action does return for us. Um, but then some of the times that's that's the things you get for having a really good cup run and those cup runs that you know that cup run that we're still on at the moment and and hopefully we'll still be on um, after Saturday. Um, we'll you know keep the confidence high, keep those those running into the into the winter period, and then into the into the start of the spring, um, where hopefully we can kick on and and uh, and really finish high at the table. Mm. Just before I talk about the, you know this season a bit more, but the, the pitch you mentioned that the staff or the people that have helped behind the scenes. What was the pitch like at Millbrook Saturday? Was it? Oh, I mean, obviously <laughs> it was. I mean, yeah, it was bound to, obviously with the weather we've had. Obviously it was wet, it was tricky. Um, but obviously, with the with the uh, the kind of I see it, I've seen obviously um, posts on Twitter that the uh, the uh, the new gear that Mark's obviously using down there has, has helped massively in terms of the cut of the pitch um, and the way that we want to, like to play and things like that. So it's worked really well, and uh, and you know getting down there at every opportunity to try and work on it. Not only that, but obviously things going off and around the outside of the pitch, the standing, the seats, and the things like that, the clubhouse. You know, it all all comes alongside it, and I think. You know, those successes that are happening off the pitch in, in turn in spur, spur us on on the pitch to make make a do of it and show that actually, you know, um, we're as committed on it as they are off it into into making the club, you know, moving the club further further forward from, you know, years ago, potentially not being a club anymore. What's this, your third season at Millbrook? This would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. third season at Millbrook now. So um, even, even in that short time, you've probably seen quite a few changes and improvements, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, before that, I wouldn't, before sort of three seasons ago when I joined, joined Macro at that point, um, I, I wouldn't have been able to remember the last time I went down there for a game, but um, just purely because of, of, of obviously positioning and whether on the league and things like that. And But yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the mass improvements, as I said, both on, on and off the pitch are, are a credit to those that, you know, through goodwill, through through grants, through bits and pieces, through just sheer persistence and hard work, and and some of their own money as well, more than likely, you know, it, it's about moving the moving the club forward. There's a committed group of individuals down there that work hard and tirelessly as a team, and you know, in any which way we can show our support um, on the pitch as well as off it where possible. You know, I think the the boys in turn would certainly certainly be able to do that because you know that's we're down there and that's what we want we want the club to be successful and already i've mentioned um you know how well you're doing this season in the league only eight goals conceded in 11 games top of the east division things can't get much better really can they no no I mean, it's been yeah it's been a really i mean really good start um defensively been looking sharp and and I think the boys have taken got to take an awful lot of credit as well as Maka in that because, you know, during what was a very long lockdown period for the first time, um, it was about where do we want to start, how do we want to start the season and, and it was about going away and looking after ourselves and making sure that we were we were staying on top of it because we knew at some point the season was going to start. Um, no one really knew when during that summer months, but then when we did and we had official start dates, you could you could organise things around it and Starting quickly um, can sometimes um, drop away after the first six, seven games, that novelty of starting the season again. But 
for us, it was about building a momentum and a belief that actually at the beginning of the season, we, we set targets of where we wanted to be um, and what we wanted to get out of that and set them as a, as a team and decided where we wanted to be. And, and I think the commitment shown from the boys certainly sh- shown in our results, in our league position, in the results that we've gained against really good opposition so far. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, there's a long, long way to go and a lot, a lot of games and a lot, a lot of football to play um, between now and the end of the season. But ultimately, you know, if we can continue to, to stay on the right path, we are. We know we, we will, at some point, it's bound to happen. We will have some setbacks. We will lose a couple of games. But it's, for us, it was very much a mentality of, you know, staying in there and making sure we stay as a as a group. Um, and and from that, obviously, how we kick on after any any particular, any potential setbacks. Mm. So, you know, good, strong group amongst us. And as you said, no, we haven't conceded a lot of goals. And, and, and it is, you know, defended from the front. It's not just about me and goals. Some, there are games that we've played already where actually I've had very little to do, but that's due to, you know, for me, due to the boys outfield that are working their socks off and, and the squad and the depth of the squad that we have. You mentioned the lockdown a couple of times. As a goalkeeper, what have you been doing training-wise and all that sort of thing? Because uh, I assume it's slightly different than an outfield player. Uh, yeah, you. I mean, I've been, been able to do, well, I say that minimal. For me, it's been very much a case of, of uh, change of diet a little bit, a bit, and a lot of fitness work, a lot of home, a lot of lot of work around home, a lot of home uh, home gym type stuff, mm. but also uh, quite keen, very good, like keen runner as well. So um, working hard on trying to improve in times and bits, and just trying to keep that sort of sharp until I knew that football could return, and then from that, it's then getting back into the the remit of the, the handling and the footwork and. And those type of things and working on, there's still plenty to work on, as I'm sure that if you asked any of any of the boys at Macca that I'd have to still work on, there's still plenty to be doing <laughs> um, for me personally. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with how I'm performing at the moment. I was glad Saturday to be able to feel like I could give something back um, to the boys. It may not be an awful lot in many ways because they, the amount of times they have dug me out of, of plenty of scrapes throughout the, even this season and, and seasons gone by. Um, and hopefully, you know, I can, you know, provide a, a decent platform again for us on Saturday when, when we travel up um, the next round of the Vars and, and get ourselves fingers crossed through to the next round again. Mm. You mentioned playing in a junior cup at the start of the interview. Um, have you been a goalie all all your time? How did you come about ending up in goal? Um, I've I think there was one season like at like under tens where somehow I found myself in centre midfield, which is just laughable now because I don't think I, I ain't got an engine for any of that <laughs> um, but apart from that I don't even remember how I ended up in goal to be brutally honest it's not one of those where it was just a rotation and one week I ended up with gloves on and that was it I honestly can't remember but um, yeah I have done pretty much all the way, the way through played at obviously various levels throughout the cast, last X amount of years but yeah no um best position for me probably out of the way uh, a little <laughs> bit easier can't, although there are you know not always the best place if you make a mistake, is it? Let's be honest. No. Very uh, lonely place. And actually, that leads me on to my last question, because I've been told not to mention your slip-up against Bobby. Oh, you, know, you haven't. You're going to have to talk not me to through it. Not to mention that. Yeah. I, de- I, I don't know. Um, how can I describe it? Uh, <laughs> Titanic sank quicker. Um, <laughs> turning speed of, I don't know, a double-decker bus, something like that. Um Wrong studs that day, I think it was. Dave, oh, I think dear. it was wrong studs that day. And uh, uh, an indecisive moment, which ended up leaving me on the floor. 
Um, but I that's the problem sh- with being keeper, though, isn't it? I mean, you make a mistake, and that's it. It's a goal. Well, that is it. There is, there is, there is that element. And on that unfortunate occasion, um, as I'm still reminded of someone who said that I was auditioning for, a, you know, Dancing on Ice or something <laughs> like that, that, um, yeah, it is. And it can be a very lonely place. And there is nowhere to, nowhere to kind of uh, to turn, no one to turn to if it is. But it's one of those that several times, and even in the last few years, you just kind of, kind of dust yourself down and, and try the best you can to block of that and just keep mentally on, on the game ahead. Because however long is left, there's still time to 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 react. And, and it might be something important when you get back in the game. Fortunately for that Bobby game, we did come back and win that game. So it wasn't, um, it, it didn't, it was all right. I got away with it in the end on that one. They dug me out, I think. They dug me out. Not pretty by the sounds of it. But um, nevertheless, Chris, we all wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Obviously, um, you know, this is when we all get behind sides left in the FA Vars. Uh, yeah. We'll all be supporting you in Town and go and do your stuff. And uh, well, last 32. Also, fingers crossed we'll be there. I think we're really raring for it. But thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, also, obviously, best of luck as well to Farm of Town, obviously, at the weekend as well, because obviously they'll be flying a flag with us as well. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yep, thanks to Chris. Two penalty saves, Rappo. You know, got a toe, I think he said, to one of them, didn't he? Yeah, fantastic, Deeks, isn't it? You know, well done to Chris, mate. You know, not, not often in a career you save two penalties and in such a big game as well, mate, is it? So, yeah, it doesn't matter what you get on it, Biggs, as long as you keep out of the net, innit, for a keeper, I suppose. And right. Like, yeah, like Chris said, mate, you know, all the pressure's on the taker, innit? I, you know, I know that myself, mate, having took a few, mate. I mean, obviously, a keeper saves it, he's an hero, mate, and, you know, if you miss it, you're, you know, you're not the most popular bloke in the bar, mate, are you? <laughs> no. Really, but... Um, but nah, brilliant all round digs from Milbert, mate. You know, having a fantastic season, mate. And, they, and good interview that digs. You know, Chris spoke really well, didn't he? And you know, I think Milbert, mate, they're in that sort of that sort of run you get into, mate. I've had it a few times in my career, mainly with Bournemouth, mate. And I think once at Newquay we had a sort of twenty odd game, but but they don't seem to know to lose things, do they, mm, Milbert? Yeah. You know, it's a nice habit, mate, isn't it, to get into that is. So you know, hopefully. You know, I'm sure they'll be well up for it Saturday, mate, and hopefully they can carry that into, you know, into that game, you know, up at Portsmouth, mate. And I mean, to be honest, Beach, you know, it, it's brilliant, isn't it, to see where the club are today, you know, after all their troubles. And, and you know, well done to Mark and Mark and co, mate, you know, at Milbrook for, you know, so, the last three years have been absolutely fantastic for the club, mate, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And, and the only shame is, uh, Coming up Saturday, obviously, is with the news today, the tearing, um, there won't be any crowd. Uh, no, yeah. it's behind closed doors. Um, not that it'll make too much of a difference, actually, nah. because average, I asked you what Christchurch average attendance was. What do you think yeah. United Services Portsmouth's been this season so far? Crikey, digs. What, they step 16, mate, yeah. didn't they? So, yeah, a lot, a lot of football out that way, mate, isn't there? A lot yeah. of clubs and 85, mate, I'm going for. Ooh, no. Eight? No? 40, Worse? 47. Crikey. Well, according Crunk. to the figures I'm looking at here. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, on the website. Ah, it won't make, yeah. make any difference, Dick. So, especially that big grain like we were talking about earlier. Dick, yeah, that's you know, that, true, yeah. Yeah, right. that massive grain. You know, like 47 fans in that grain will be lost anyway, Dick. So, yeah, I mean, it. you know, I think... I, I fancy Milbrook, Dick. You know, immaculate pitch up there, mate, or... 
I mean, I'm talking 25 years ago, but <laughs> you imagine, you imagine with the navy and all those things, it would be well kept, mate, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, it'd be so, look, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Looked after and big old pitch, mate. Might might suit Millbrook's football, I think, mate. It'd be great if both teams could go through, Dicks, wouldn't it? Yeah. Then they'll talk Brilliant. to each other in the next round. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that'd be horrible, mate, wouldn't it? But I suppose at least we'd have a team in the fifth round, mate, oh, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's very Yeah, on, on the on the you know flip side of it, I suppose, yeah. Dicks. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't want that, mate, would you? Not really, but um, nah. let's wait and see after... Yeah. Well, let's, first of all, let's hope the games are on. Uh, yeah, that's Saturday. it. And, uh, and yeah, definitely. You know, fingers crossed for decent results. But um, I think we're both yeah. we're both actually thinking we might well see two wins for our Cornish sides. I think so, Dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm sort of quietly confident, really, mate. And you, I, I fancy it this quietly week. Quietly confident. You just told thousands of people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we have got a good following these days, mate. Haven't we? <laughs> yeah. No, I know, mate. You don't like to talk it up too much, mate, do you? You don't want to put the extra pressure on the lads or anything, mate, do you? But fancy for, yeah, like I said, mate, Wesley's done such a fantastic job, mate, at town and especially in the Cups, mate, you know, since he's took over. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I always fancy town, mate, in a Cup game. And, and like, same with Millbrook, mate, you know, they're in that brilliant, you know, brilliant habit of not losing, mate, you know. So, I, yeah, I can see them both, can see them both going through things. I still yeah. feel very proud that actually I'm one of the few people to have seen Millbrook lose this season. Yeah, you're me, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and they didn't deserve that, mate. Did no, they, actually, they said, played very mate, well that night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They played very well yeah. and deserved to go through, but uh, lost 1-0 at home to Bridgewater in the FA Cup. But they're certainly, yeah. certainly making up for it in the Vaz. So, uh, and, yeah, brilliant. Uh, talking to their chairman, Mark Pratton, on Tuesday evening at the St. Austell game, and he's... Chuffed to bits, I think, uh, uh, you know, bet, how well everyone's doing. And he, he is a little bit concerned about what time they might get home Saturday evening. That's the only thing. <laughs> so, Especially if they win, mate. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the coach might be making a few stops, mate, don't you? On the way, uh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, great brilliant. stuff, great stuff. And, yeah. Uh, well, we, we all love a Vars game, don't we? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant competition, Deeks, isn't it, the Vars? Mm. Love it. Love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, I'd just love it if those two went through. <laughs> I'll tell much... you some of the things, I'd just love it. <laughs> I wonder how much Kevin Keegan knows about the FA Vars. But, uh... Yeah, not a lot, I would have thought. What's he doing do? these days, anyway? I, I'm not sure, mate. I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah, not a lot, mate. No. no, I haven't, mate. I actually yeah. bought this book last week, Dick's in, uh, in, uh, in the works, mate, for four quid. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Keegan. My life in football, mate. I'm just looking at it now on the shelf, mate. Oh, right. Yeah, I read a book of it. I think he'd done an autobiography about 20 odd years ago, because I, cause I remember reading one before about him, mate. But um, he was my sort of hero, Dicks, when I was really young, mate. You know, he's my first sort of hero before, like Lineker and Van Basten and all that, mate. But Kevin Keegan with his perm, mate, running all over the front line, Dicks. The, what they called him, mate? Was it the mighty. Mouse or something, mate, was oh, well, it? they Not, did, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Did, did, yeah, I think Hamburg, mate. Hamburg fans made it up, didn't they? <laughs> Mighty Mouse or something, mate. So, yeah, yeah, Keegan, mate. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, Dick. So it's definitely nothing to do with it. I've got a feeling, mate, I've seen him um, 
you know, on, on then I've got a feeling he works in like in the Middle East, mate. You know, doing the football, the yeah. Premier League over there. Right. You know, on the yeah, I, I I think I might have been in Egypt on holiday, mate, and flicking through the channels <laughs> like you do, trying to find some football, mate. You know, well, Rachel's out uh, bronze in herself, and um, yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was trying to find some football, mate. I flicked through about. 300 channels, mate, and uh, he was on there, mate. I think it was him, and I've got a feeling it was like Andy Gray. Remember Andy Gray and Richard Keyes, mate? Yeah, you know, they yeah. were, yeah, I think he was on their, their football programme, mate, covering the mm-hmm. Premier League, mate, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I think Keegan was on that one, but, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he's uh, he'll always be in demand, I think, Dick, yeah. with the career he had, mate, wasn't he? Well, if anyone knows what Kevin Keegan's doing, um, we'd like to get him on the podcast. Yeah. So perhaps uh, yeah. could let if us he's got, Yeah, he's got a spare 10 minutes to come on, mate, answer a few oh, vast didn't questions. Didn't he used to come down to Newquay or something like that? I think he did, mate, didn't he? Yeah, one, one, his, a, his wife, his wife say, Jean, mate, got... wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, his wife Jean, I think, mate, yeah, got a family... Or a hotel or something That's like that. right. You're right, Dick, yeah. Yeah, her family had a guest house in Newquay, didn't they? Yeah. That's right. You're right, mate, yeah. It's all coming back now, mate. It's all coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's got to stop there because we're pretty much out of time. Crikey. That's a quick one again, Dick. A quick one. Yeah. So. Crikey, mate. I'm going to have to go back to watching darts now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, mate, Sheffield United and Man United tonight, Dick, isn't it, on Amazon? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch that through gritted teeth, I, mate, I, through I, my fingers. I've got a feeling Sheffield United could do something in that one. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you, mate. I, you know, I never know what United team's going to turn up, mate. Beat beat Leipzig five one, and then draw a West Brom or something, mate. But uh, bit bit felt a bit sorry for Billet Steaks, didn't you, mate? Drew, draw with Man City, and then uh, next morning, mate, you're on your bike, like it's. Yeah. Cutthroat game, innit? Obviously set up before that, though, mate, say, wasn't it? It was you already in, yeah. in the rectum, wasn't it? So are yeah. we surprised about anything that happens at the top level no, of the national game nowadays? No. No, cutthroat, innit? Cutthroat. Cutthroat. It's, yeah. yeah. Not going to even talk about so. it. So. So. Nah. Not as good as college football, is it, mate? No, that's right. Nothing like it. So no. uh, whilst you're off sunning yourself in Scotland, um, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be wearing, well, this is a thing, isn't it? I mean, I would normally wear about five layers of clothing and I'm only going to Helston against St. Dennis. You must be, you know, the equivalent up oh. there would be about 20 layers of clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cold apparently uh, next week, mate. I think they've got the usual rain up there. They? they had snow, mate. They had the sister-in-law sent a lovely picture, mate, about 10 days ago, three inches of snow. I thought, oh, lovely. Could be a white Christmas and all that, mate, you know. In a two-family bubble, can't even watch Celtic, mate. Can I? Can't even. <laughs> no, can't even. Well, Rangers uh, the team anyway, aren't they? But that's well, another they, story. But, yeah, they were till last night, mate. They uh, a bit of a shock last night, mate. St. Mirren. Oh, St. Mirren. It's a game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Cody's old team, mate. Yeah, it's only League Cup, mate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but any is any any bit of comfort for Celtic fans <laughs> at the minute, mate. <laughs> Grab onto anything at the minute, but but uh, yeah, enjoy Elston, mate. Enjoy Elston and uh, yes, and Dennis, mate. You know they've uh, got some new faces in. Yeah. They'll give Elston a game, won't they? I'm yeah. sure. 
Interested clash, Joe Cooper yeah. against Owen Howe, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Did you think that the new Alston strikers, mate, could have got on the score sheet last week, Dicks? But, uh, but Ryan, they had a couple of Ryan chances. Turner, possibly. Owen Howe, no. No. In fact, if I'm being blunt, I can't actually remember Owen touching the ball that much. Um, oh, really, mate? No. It'd be interesting to see you know, how he fares as the season goes on. But, um, yeah, yeah bit, bit, well, what's happening to the Helston media machine? We haven't heard anything about these signings, have we? No, mate, it's gone a bit quiet on the yeah. old, uh, yeah, because Helston are usually right up there, mate. Liam they, the they haven't even yeah. Lee's back. Rubbish. What's happening yeah. to them? I know, mate. Yeah, it's all gone a bit. Perhaps Mass wants to stay on the down low, mate, a bit after all the... You know, I suppose Alston's been a name on everyone's sort of lips lately, mate, and they, you know, I suppose a uh, lot going on. Perhaps Mass wants to keep it a bit more in house, maybe, mate. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Keep it, do, slip it under the radar, but but uh, still, still think Buck should get a game a bit more often, Dick. Do you? Yeah, you know, I, I, still I think... felt a bit sorry for him and Lewis Tonkin, to be honest. I thought they, yeah, they, you know. Well, you were at the obviously the previous FA Vars game, weren't you? Yeah, made the difference, mate, didn't he? Made uh, the difference, mate. And Bucks came on, scored two goals. Lewis Tonkin played uh, played well, yeah. Played well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I suppose you know, Mass. Yeah, yeah, you know, I suppose you know, Mass will get it right, mate. When he would have thought, you know, Robbo there now as well, mate. You know, it's uh, a good team, isn't it? It's a good team, but. Mm. uh, yeah, see what happens, Dicks, in the interesting world of uh, Cornish football, mate. Yeah. I think Mose are going to take a bit of beat in those Dicks this year, aren't they? I think, by the yeah, I think they're beginning to be the side that everyone's tipping in, aren't they? So Yeah, yeah, seem to have a lot of uh, respect everywhere, mate, don't they, from course, the, the yeah. people in the know? Yeah. Of course, we've still got yeah. Helston, still got to play Sod Ash twice, haven't they? And, and also yeah. Mosul twice, haven't they? Because that game was uh, abandoned. Oh, yeah, abandoned, wasn't it? So, yeah. Uh, the injury, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to them games, Dukes. They'll be uh, crackers, mate, as we say, yeah. when they come around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. OK, well, in the meantime, I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, good to see you, Dicks. Enjoy Saturday at Alston, mate. What's the betting on Moxie to score, mate? Moxie <laughs> Junior, mate. Back at oh, his Mox- old club. Moxie yeah, back Junior. At his old club. Well, well, you expect yeah. Dave to come on and score, were you? <laughs> hey, Dave knew where the net was, Dicks, in his day, mate. He could. Yeah, oh, no, Dave. It was a, it was a midfielder and a fullback, wasn't it? That um, that Jack Barbary. Oh yeah, that's what about Jack that. Not a striker that's... like Dave. No. Nah. I wonder if he knows nah. that Carl's dad. You know, used to play or not? Yeah, prolific, mate. Box he was in his day, he was big. Getting signed on. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me and me and Moxie out front, mate. <laughs> not not a lot of movement. I was the thought, Dicks, but <laughs> get the ball in the box, mate. We might have a chance, but <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, enjoy, enjoy Saturday, Dicks. I'll I'll be on the motorway, mate. So yeah, have a good trip. Right, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, we'll do Deke. Speak to you next week from another country, mate. Yeah. A colder one. A colder um, one, mate. And just the usual to everyone out there watching games and everything. Uh, stay alert, stay safe, yeah. and be re- responsibly sensible. Yeah. That's it, mate. Couldn't have, couldn't have put it better myself, Deke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to me. 
off the me bubble, off the me two family bubble, mate. Yeah. I am in Scotland. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. All the best, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish 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 C